Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of the Vols Deep podcast. Week one, officially in the books, and our Tennessee volunteers are 1 0. What a great weekend. 1 0. 1 0. What an awesome time in Nashville. We turned the Titans Blue Stadium to orange and partied all weekend. And uh, I'm still recovering from the sunburn. <laughs> I feel pretty good. Yeah, you didn't come. <laughs> I don't we was making fun of Luke in the parking lot for putting sunscreen on every 30 minutes. and Boy, he, he gets burnt. <laughs> I regret that. <laughs> hey, Luke's sunburn become world famous on ABC TV. They, I wasn't did. even burnt, though. He they did, live and in living color. They thought I was burnt, but I wasn't. I look fine. He's got uh, that Indian in him. Yeah, that's what I'm I... I'm an Indian. I'm, I'm a little Cherokee, baby. Uh, <laughs> 1-0, 14 more to go. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Vol Cave. We're live on just about every platform, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, so share this out for us. Give us some likes if you don't care. We have a great episode today for all of you. As always, uh, this will be 95% Tennessee athletics related. We have a ton to talk about regarding the Tennessee Volunteer football team. We're going to uh, grade position groups from week one. We're going to go over General Neyland's game maxims. Did Tennessee cover all of Neyland's maxims? Uh, we'll go over that. The AP poll, we'll discuss where Tennessee and others landed this week. Uh, we have week two game predictions. Uh, we have giveaways as well. Spur uh, lost last week's game prediction in week mm. zero. And he's also lost week one's uh, game predictions. Me and Spur tied last week, but I had the better point total. So, uh, thankfully. One one touchdown. I was one touchdown away from hitting the score exactly and winning a bunch of money online and winning our contest. But, you know. Wait, there was money online? No, I, I, I placed a little side wager on a internet website. But regardless, uh, you know. Losing my own contest is never a good thing, but whatever. What do we call the cup again? The cup of... Uh, the cup of misfortune. Cup of misfortune. Spurs is going to have to draw from that again. Last week, his punishment was to park 10 cars at Walmart. And the, I, I, I plan on doing that next weekend while we're down in Gainesville. That's going oh to be fun. <laughs> in my checkered overalls. We'll see what this week has in store for Spur when he has to draw from the cup later. Um, can, can we just get over with now? You know, I don't want to stress through this whole show. Uh, you're out of stress. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, we, <laughs> um, Stay tuned. So, who won uh, our giveaway? Uh, that'd be Chandler Worley from uh, Kingston. Chandler Worley. He, he tied with several others, but he, he picked a score exactly correct. Okay. All right. So, last week we done the, our prediction, we done it based on the our game pickums so you can check them out on the the facebook page or, or spurs got it on his um page as well so chandler worley uh we'll message you you message us and we'll uh we'll get you the prizes that you won tonight we'll be doing another giveaway 
same type of giveaway. Um, we have a $25 gift card, baseball, football cards, and some decals. So stick around for the details on that giveaway. We'll go over our week two opponent, Austin P. Uh, what can we expect from the governors? Uh, we'll let you know. We have some game information for you as well. So stick around for our week two preview. We have start bench cut, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. And, of course, we have the duel. Spurs, to At least you're revenging yourself from the, the pickums by winning the duel. I win the one that's important. <laughs> so we'll stick around for that. Hit the comment box. Kim on Facebook says, hey, go Vols. Monica says, hey, y'all. I saw y'all but didn't want to bother you guys. I did get sunburnt, and I never burn. Fun times. Should have said, hey, Monica. We, don't, we, we like the interaction. We don't bite. Hey, Jamie, well, Jamie says, hey, on YouTube. Uh, Jeremy says, go Vols. Justin says, what's up, guys? I hit the score exactly. Go Vols. That's awesome, Justin. Robin's in here, the Gator fan. We'll see you shortly. How was your week, Robin? Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty he was pretty upset on on Facebook, wasn't you, Robin? I think we should extend Billy Napier's contract. Hey, you know, give him a give him a lifetime contract at this point. He's deserving of this. Uh, we'll be right back. Share this out to your friends and let's have a good time tonight. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people, Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find a checker All right, welcome back to episode 17 of the Vols Deep Podcast. We're coming to you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We're about to hit this week's recap. We appreciate the likes, the comments, the shares. Please keep them rolling in. We truly appreciate it. Uh, let's start this segment with the dub. Tennessee beats the Virginia Cavaliers 49-13 to bring the Tennessee Volunteers to 1-0, the largest crowd at a sporting event in Nissan Stadium history. Uh, it was a home game for Tennessee, just 30,000 people less. Yeah, it's like, Rook, I, I love my Titans, but they can only dream of a crowd like that. Uh, the first half was absolutely electric. We ran through the tee to start the game. The, the pride of the South Lane Band was incredible, as always. You know, that stadium was just packed. Trying to move around at halftime was almost impossible. It was packed, man. Uh, the vol walk, you could tell then that the security people was just like – We've never seen this before. <laughs> yeah, they was uh, they was like, ah, this should be just normal normal week for us, you know. And <laughs> they looking outside like, oh man, we actually have to work today. <laughs> let, let, let's see the Titans turn around and announce a bigger crowd. Just just to stick one to <laughs> it. They would have got Josh Dobbs instead of Will Levis. They would have. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yep. Hooker. Or Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker, yeah. I thought it was funny we had the Music City Bowl um, and the security guard told us there wasn't going to be a vol walk and we was like, we got news for you, there's going to be yeah, a vol walk. We're going to show you what a vol walk is. Uh, overall thoughts on this win? I thought it was a good win, a good way to start the season. And I know we'll go into more depth of the game here later, but that first drive, man, it was just just 
Keep keep reading the book, baby. Uh, you know, it it wasn't perfect. It wasn't always pretty, but in the end, we covered easily. Uh, didn't put a lot of, of of plays on film for for other teams to study. We kept the playbook small. Took care of business and, and on to the next one. Uh, certainly gave us plenty to talk about, though. I'm glad we kept the playbook small on this one, just because uh, we don't want to give everything away all at one time. And uh, Virginia, I knew they would score. Like I said, I thought it was going to be 17 points, but they scored 10. And they's coming off that tragedy. That's sad and all, but I knew they they played a little, little decent. I thought they played a lot better than what they did, though. You know, speaking of that tragedy, the, the opening ceremony that we done for the three players that was uh, tragically killed last at the end of last season was a was a pretty good tribute, and the fans were very respectful. It was a somber moment, but it it led to some exciting times afterwards. Yeah, hundred percent with the, the cheerleaders, you know, putting the flowers stuff like that down. Really cool, a solid win. If you look across the top twenty five, quite a few upsets or, or close games. Uh, many of the elite teams, you know, played really bad. Ohio State, Georgia looked pretty rough, in my opinion. Clemson, TCU go down. So, there's room for improvement, of course. There's always going to be room for improvement. But overall, I'm satisfied with, with this team. Um, biggest jump of the team is usually week one to two. So, I'm very excited to to see this. But, can, like, there's some people disappointed. Like, did you ever think there would be a time in Tennessee history that they scored – 49 points on ACC opponent and people's disappointed. <laughs> like, you know, and that, that's the problem, I guess, with success or whatever. People get too much success and they think, oh, hey, we got to, we, we should be blowing out these teams 100 to nothing. No, it, guys, it's week one. It's a, another power five school. So it's not like they're out there playing the Helen Keller and the Death and the Blinds out right. there. But like, it, this is still Division One athletes. We still covered the spread. We still did some things right. We got the younger guys in. Didn't open the playbook. Just just calm down, okay? Look, I'm one for, as a coach, not being satisfied with everything because the day I'm satisfied is the day I'm going to the house. But you got to be realistic in the sense as well. Good. Uh, so let's go over some offensive team stats. Uh, Tennessee had 499 yards. 212 of those were passing. 287 of those were rushing, averaging five and a half yards per carry. Tennessee turned the ball over once on a fumble, special teams. Um, only four penalties for Tennessee Volunteers, which is a breath of fresh air after last season. Um, I didn't check into it, but I did read where we was the most penalized team in the SEC last season. So mm -hmm. this is a, a huge improvement as long as we can keep that going. You know, Spank said it pretty well just a second ago. Uh, again, it wasn't perfect, but those stats are pretty solid. Uh, the fumble was on a punt return. It's just one of those things that we can look back and, and find the mistakes that was made and hopefully make some corrections moving on for this week and in the weeks in the head. I thought the Russian game of the defense looked phenomenal. We, I mean, the Russian stats, we'll be talking about it later, but some of them Russian stats are something you don't see from anybody else in college football at the moment. Three players deep at that. Yeah, I want to see. Um, I want to see us better on third down. Last year, our first eleven games, um, we was forty five percent on third down. Mm -hmm. Over the last three games, and this is not a jab at Joe or anything like that, but the last three games, Vandy, Clemson, Virginia, were twenty one percent on third down conversions. So we have to be better at Absolutely. third down conversions. Um, 
Joe Milton, he was 21 for 30 for 201 yards. Milton had uh, two touchdown passes. Uh, oh, sorry, one was it? My bad. I got two down. With he the had six, two passes. Two passes. Okay. With 68.3 quarterback rating, he carried the ball nine times for 33 yards and two rushing touchdowns as well. Overall thoughts on Joe Milton? I thought Joe played uh, pretty good. Uh, I see a lot of people hating on him right now, which is crazy from the way he played. Yeah. But a lot of that's just the fan base wants to see Nico play. And I was scared there for a minute there in the second quarter probably when everybody was chanting, Nico, Nico, Nico. And uh, I did not want to see Nico come in that situation, being that Joe's our guy and he's our guy. And could you imagine, like, you bench him in the second quarter and you put Nico in, what that does to your confidence as a player for the team? And that everybody's favorite, every fan's favorite position on the field is the backup quarterback. <laughs> because it that that's what it always is, either good or bad. Everybody loves that backup quarterback because he ain't done nothing wrong yet. Listen, it's it's like this: the entire narrative of that game and Joe Milton would have been completely different had Ramel Keaton caught that bomb. Oh, I mean, uh-huh. it landed right in his hands. Uh, he was a little shaky to start. He went. Seven for his first 13 to start the game, but completed 14 of his last 16. He managed the game like, like a leader. I also loved the way that he did help Nico on the sidelines while yeah. Nico was in the game. Uh, Joe's in the man, Joe is the man, and I still see big things in his future. Again, had, had Keaton caught that long pass, Joe's stats would have been 22 of 30 for 281 and three TDs, and he'd be talking like he was a player of the week in the nation at that point. 100%. If, if Keaton catches that pass, um, I mean – what was that, another 70, 80 yards or something probably? Yeah. Or, um, But, I mean, you, you look at last year, Hendon didn't look very good, at, you know, like against Pitt that he didn't have to play his best game either. But, I mean, I thought I thought early in the season Joe looked fine. These are, these are college-age kids, guys. They're not I, they're not perfect. Yeah, I mean, um, NFL's got preseason games. We don't have any, so <laughs> you got to knock the polish off. We got Virginia. That's our preseason game. But, yeah um, – I thought, I thought Joe looked really good. But coming in behind Hendon Hooker, Hendon was so elite, it's going to be hard for – and some some fans' eyes or critics' eyes to be considered really good just because of what Hendon done, in my opinion. Um, we got to see Nico. Everyone was fired up about our five-star true freshman quarterback. The Nico chants were great. Uh, Nico was two for three, 11 yards throwing. Uh, QB rating of 64.2. He ran the ball once for eight yards. Thoughts on the number one player in the 2023 class, Nico e. Amaliava. <laughs> you know, he, he got into the game, the crowd chanted his name. He he looked poised. It was, it was a nice, simple debut for the future of Tennessee at quarterback, and I hope he gets a lot more playing time this weekend. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time this season in general. Nico is not a four-year player at Tennessee. We just that's just facts about it. He he'll he'll be an NFL player before his four years is up here at the university. So we don't. I don't think we have to worry about red shooting. So I think he's going to get to play a lot this year. I do too. Plus, you've got to get him ready. I mean, it's hard for an SEC quarterback to ever make it through a full season without getting hurt at some point. Absolutely. So yeah, you've got to have him ready. I want to see him get some snaps with the number one offense yeah. this week. Yeah, Absolutely. I could, I could even, definitely even see if we that. put him in in the first quarter when it's typically Joe Milton's time, uh, just to get him some reps with the one ones would be a good thing, I think. Uh, comments are flowing in. We'll get to them, I promise. Um, let's talk about our running backs, man. We've said it all off season that our running back room has 
you know, been great. And they confirmed for us that we are loaded at running back. 52 carries as a whole for 287 yards. Uh, Jalen Wright, 12 rushes for 115 yards. That's averaging 9.6 yards per carry. Uh, Jabari Small, 13 rushes for 67 yards, 5.2 yards per carry. Dylan Sampson, 13 carries, 52 yards, with three rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. Thoughts on a running back room? Solid, solid, A+. plus. Uh, they had a stellar game, every one of them. Every one of them had a great game Saturday. All I can say is good luck to a defense trying to stop us. All three backs, just like Spanky just said, are solid. They have speed, they have skill, they have size, and they have knowledge of the game. Yeah, very solid for all three guys. What other team in the country can say they got three running backs that can be rotated in and out? I mean, there probably is one like Eastern Illinois or somebody like that, somebody that you don't know about. But this is it's pretty crazy at the running game we got. Like, we have three options. That's crazy. I love how diverse we are, too. I mean, you look at them three, our main three, you've got 12 carries, 13 carries, 13 carries. Um, we spread it out. Everyone stays fresh. I like how they support each other. They're fired up for each other, you know. Um, I've, I've said it before. I think we've got the best running back room in the country. And, and there we talked for the last couple of weeks about uh, right and small getting touchdowns, and then <laughs> there goes Dylan Sampson getting three getting of his four. own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And one thing people – and the narrative always is with Josh Hopple's offense, it's a pass-heavy offense – it's like they showed the stat at the game uh, on Saturday. It's more a, of a run-heavy offense. Oh, it just is. Big explosive plays. It's not just it's not just throwing the ball deep down the field. No, it's a run-heavy offense. I used to have the stat, but every game we won last year, except for Pitt, we ran the ball for like 190 something yards. Yeah, every game. Um, did y'all see Alvin Kamara on the sideline? That was pretty cool. That he was he was like in there with uh, running back coach Jerry Mack in in the like the huddle, like coaching up the players, and that's got to be awesome for Dylan Sampson because he said that was his favorite player of all time, who he looks up to. So just imagine Alvin Kamara. I mean, it's yeah. What's next? Peyton Mangle come not, down on the. Right. How many he's rushes? Already, did, he, hey, he's, he's already he's a professor. Yeah, he's professing right now. How many rushes did we have? Fifty two. Fifty two total. That is a lot for a that's, game. It's a lot of rushing. Um, another position we're absolutely stacked at is wide receiver as a team. 23 receptions, 212 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Ramel Keaton, three catches, 66 yards. Should have been four for about 130 yards. Uh, <laughs> uh, Squirrel White, six catches, 45 yards. Dante Thornton, two catches, 12 yards. Jacob Warren, one catch for 11 touchdowns. Um, there was 10 receivers that, that caught a football, but I'm not going to go through every one of them. Um, thought on our wide receivers. I think you mean uh, one catch for 11 yards and a touchdown, not 11 touchdowns, everybody. Oh, okay. Well, that had been quite a few. Yeah. Sorry. He'd, he'd be the one we got to be talking about here. I, I, apologize, I apologize. Thank we, you. You're good. Hey, I had to catch you. Good brother. We spread the ball around. Everyone got some involvement. Uh, nobody really showed out too much, and really the only negative you could have is, is a drop by Keaton. Yeah. It's hard it's hard to criticize Ramel Keaton of what he's done to Tennessee. Yeah, Brew was like two inches from, you know, just just a big foot, man. <laughs> that, that was that was a good play on the ball. I think what happened is he just took his eye off the ball for like a split second and I think the I mean the ball was good. The ball was perfect. But it was it was underthrown. I I think I'm not I mean he should have caught the ball. 
But it was underthrown. He had to kind of almost stop for it. And I think when you're that open, man, it's just, you're, that's just all in your head at that point. It's almost like, you know, catching a punt. It's just <laughs> We're used to seeing Ramel Keaton dive flat out and yeah. catching balls and one that landed right, literally right in his hands. But, you know, it's week one. It, did, it didn't hurt us any. Get that out of the way now and, and make that catch against Florida in two weeks. He's got to have somebody in his face. That's the problem. Got under pressure. That's what yeah, it under is. pressure. Yeah, I love how we spread it out here as well. Like I said, ten receivers called a football. Um, we have a great rotation. The, the groove's good. We're, we're comfortable. Um, let's get in Tennessee's defense. They looked really, really good. Uh, anyone who says otherwise has not watched this team the last two years. Elijah Herring uh, led the team with five tackles. Keenan Peely followed him with four. I'm not going to go down the entire tackle list here, but would be here all night. Great contribution, in my opinion. Um, James Pierce, absolute beast, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, he's going to be a problem. Teams will be accounting for him every play, and when they do, you're going to have other ones wide open. Yeah, I loved what we saw in the field from our defense, and we get a bill from here. Uh, let's be a little bit honest, though. The the level of competition will only get tougher. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. I'm I'm excited. Uh, oh, let's see. A ton of rotation here as well. Uh, there was 11 tackles for loss and four sacks for this defense. So your thoughts overall uh, just about this defense? Stellar elite. Well, I, I wouldn't go elite, but they Saturday they played really good. They really did. They stepped up. They've heard all offseason about the offense and everything. And they're like, you know what? I want my piece of the pie too. So and they they stepped up on Saturday, especially the defensive line. My lord, what mm-hmm. a defensive line performance! We we played exactly like we should have. Virginia had multiple opportunities to score, uh, starting possessions inside their own fifty on several occasions, especially in the first half, but only managed one field goal in that half. You know, uh, Virginia put together a drive in the third quarter, but the game was well out of reach by this point. Overall, a very solid performance by the defense. Yeah, very solid. Uh, I said last week we need to control the pocket, control the quarterback, and we done that. Yeah, we play fast, man. Um, angry, <laughs> violent. I mean, this is probably the most physical defense I, I can remember, you know, since early 2000s. Can you say elite? Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, I think we're going to need to see them. I'm not saying see. Florida's got a, a great offense, but <laughs> in the swamp, the way – the history of how the Tennessee Florida games we'll go. Let's see how that hey, one goes. Diamonds are made in pressure. What was it? So where he used? Did he use shine? Is that what he said? Defense going to shine. Shine. That's what it was. Shine, not elite. Elite wrestling in it. Holy. <laughs> Bunch of problems. Uh, let's hit some Josh Dobbs news. Uh, according to the Athletic, he has been named the starter for Arizona. We called that about what two weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, we, we they should have just listened to us then. They don't need the athletic, ain't that right? Yeah, uh, I hate to say it, but Josh Dobbs' first four or five games are absolutely it's, brutal. It's going to be rough. Uh, for Arizona's Dobbs. schedule is tough. If, if he could win two of his first five, build a statue for him because uh, well, that schedule has out it there. out of Arizona. They're going. They're trying to tank. That's for, a rumor. They're they're going to try to tank for draft picks, which I, I can't stand. That I'm sorry. If you're just going to do that, just don't even play. Happy for Dobbs. Happy for the opportunity. This would be what. This would be his seventh year, right? This year seven. Year seven. He's, he's going to get an absolute opportunity now, and if he if he shows anything whatsoever, he's going to make a a very long NFL career. Uh, Keenan Peely. 
Well, hold up. Oh, Coke, Coke Cousins. Look at him. Oh, that's true. Coke, Coke's a, a true uh, underdog story, the way he is with the Vikings now. I never, I kind of underestimated Kirk till I watched that uh, mm-hmm. that documentary on Netflix here recently. Not on Kirk, but just on quarterbacks. Um, Keenan Peely, news today, upper body injury. Um, they said he's either going to have a procedure or already had the procedure. I'm not exactly sure which one there, but they're expecting a couple weeks. Um, we're going to miss Keenan Peely. Let's hope it's uh, nothing too major, you know. You don't get a lot of news on the injury front from Coach Hopwin. Not necessarily a bad thing. Let's just let's just hope it's more short term and not long term. Yeah, it's time for Elijah Herring and Arion Carter to step up, man. Uh, let's see what all them stars are about. Well, they say that he had this problem going back to BYU days, Del. I I seen that too. I I wasn't sure on the. I didn't dive much into. It. I did see that though that he. But I didn't. I didn't do a whole lot of research there. But yeah, it's uh just get ready for. Hopefully he's back for Bama or something like that, and uh, it's time for like games like this Austin P game. That's that's good. To, yeah. I know I know the competition's not there, but It'd take a break, rest your bones a little it's, bit. It's good to get these people in. Yeah, we just need to get uh, Aaron Beasley out there and like bubble wrap two series. Get out of there, man. Uh, Cooper Mays haven't really heard anything more on him. I I personally don't expect Cooper to play, um, and then no news on Elijah Simmons either. Um, the SC, actually, I'm gonna hit the comment box real fast because we got a lot coming in. Marty Allen Cox on Facebook says, Go Vols 12 and 0. He's calling it. The defense looks strong, and we have four options at running back. Guess he's Good talking about Cam Selton as well. Uh, Terry Reeves says, Go Vols, love the depth and condition of this year's team. If I miss your comment, just uh, just deal recomment it. it. Uh, yeah, deal with it. Uh, let's see. I got Debbie Brown says she's a huge Vols fan. Has lived in Missouri her whole life. We're sorry. Uh, she catches crap for it, but oh well. <laughs> when you know good sports, you know. Wear the orange proud. Uh, James says the Vol Daddy was on TV during the Tennessee game around 4:40 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I didn't know I was on there till like after the game, and yeah. my phone was blew up. Yeah, he was there. I literally, I literally left like Spur was 30 seconds. I left like 30 yeah, Spart- seconds before they Spart- put him right on below us. to go get some shade because I was about to die in the stands. He's a quitter. <laughs> I wasn't a quitter. I went up and I, I, I'll be honest, I went up like, you know, the very top where it was shady and I saw like the handicap section was already filed out and I stood there and watched the rest of the game in the shade. Too much of that alcohol. <laughs> Gotta say, uh, shout out to my, my buddy Chris Ballard who's joining in. He, he makes sure I mention him at least once per show. Uh, Ryan Jackson's watching. He said he didn't know him by name. But number nine was a beast. I have to agree with that. Tyler Barron? Yep. Whoever number nine was, I was <laughs> Tyler Barron. Does that Chris guy pay for a spot? Uh, no, he doesn't. Uh, Jamie on YouTube says this is the most complete team that we put on the field in 20 years. I could agree with that. Let's hope that's the case and build from here. Uh, some guy on here, Randy Swint, says the real Spanky is finally in the house. I don't know what house he's talking about. We're here in the ball cave. Uh, Kimberly says, hey, TV house. stars. Dennis on YouTube says Joe's going to be fine. Lead us to a 10-win season, in my opinion. I'd be, I'd be good with 10, but I, I think, I think we can do better than that. We'll see. Game by game. That's all you got to take it by, game by game. Yeah, I've heard that saying before. Don't, that sounds a little too close to something we're about to talk about Bobby here. Jones says he enjoys the triple threat while it lasts. Hopefully – 
uh, probably have two of them in the portal next year. I don't think so. I think I don't uh, think so either. It's good at, to have depth at the running back spot. Yeah, and they're not jealous of each other. They're they're not worried about being the star or anything. They're, I, they're getting plenty of carries each. You know, when you got fifty two carries a game, then and you got three running backs, that's still 14, 15, 18 carries apiece. That's just fine. It is going to be killer, like, whenever we're in a big game, like, say we're playing Alabama, Georgia, and we're rotating running backs, and you don't know who you're going to have in there at running back, and you don't know what's going to be coming yeah, I mean, at you. Yeah, we're fresh. I mean, it, it's hard to stop, man. And there's one, three, one different, of our three different backs, types of runners, too. Yeah. One of our running backs early in the game, I can't remember which one it was, he's – Tapping on his helmet, like it's like, hey, you're running that hard. You I heard he had. Break. I heard he was having, um, like his t- stomach was kind of yeah. tore up, mm-hmm. and they said he was. That's the reason he was wanting out. And I'd have been like, hey, come on now, call the fire marshal, call the law, get me out of here. Uh, SEC struggled last week. Uh, Tennessee is the only team to beat a Power Five team, if I'm not mistaken. There, um, mm. Florida lost uh, to Utah's second team, basically. Hope you're still in here, my my good friend. Uh, Florida State rolls LSU, and North Carolina smashes South Carolina and Beamer Ball. Overall thoughts on the SEC? Uh, not a good, uh, not the best week for the SEC. The ones that were actually in big big games, somewhat. Not talking about you, Georgias and uh, Alabamas for playing your cupcake. Rome State. Yeah, I'll at least give. LSU credit where credit is due. At least they're going out, like I told Luke this yesterday, at least they're going out and finding these big schools and wanting to play them. Certainly a marquee matchup in week one. But it's great to be a Tennessee Vol, and don't you just hate to see Florida lose in week one, those those poor little Gators. They I had did, three number three. They had I, two I, number threes on the field. I, I don't did. get how that happens. I did kind of want to be the team that broke them, but it's okay. They can break all year long, Sean. <laughs> uh, it was a very boring uh, week one for like top ten for, matchups. Yeah. But then the SEC very rough. But I guess that's how it's going to go. I, the, I do expect improvement from here on out with LSU and. The West, the SEC. Hey, the LSU, Pac-12's were, undefeated, man. Hey, yeah, Van, like, Vanderbilt's Pac-12 number one in the East too. right now, so. Yeah, <laughs> Vandy's number one, so wild times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of South Carolina, did you see Shane Beamer's press conference? He was mad at them chain gang people Dude, going to get what, the hot dog, What in the world is wrong with, with Beamer, man? And uh, dadgum concession stand lines, you know. Yeah. The chain gang needed a hot dog, and they were late. It cost them the game. He says cost the ch- them, I don't care what happened on the field. That done it. He says the chain gang crew not being prepared and eating hot dogs was the most disappointing thing of the night. So not losing the game, not, <laughs> not allowing like nine sacks, just just the chain gang crew being delayed. In the third quarter. In yeah. the third quarter. They recovered the onside kick. Yeah, it was, it was, it was on the, kickoff. Yeah. It's actually a good onside kick at that. Yeah. I thought it was perfect onside kick. It'd be different <laughs> if they ruined something, but like you capitalized there, man. He's such a crybaby when he loses. People just look. Bitchers just find ways to bitch. That's all they do. Sorry for my language. Oh, no, good. I ain't sorry. Then we had Lyle Butch Jones crying on the sideline. It's emotional. It, you know, it, it reminded me of the Georgia Hail Mary all over again. Oh my god! Just just the opposite type of crying. He was down in one knee, holding his head, shaking. You know, kissing <laughs> necklaces and. I got a feeling he's just a bad on the field head coach. On his way back to Tuscaloosa. He's what, five and 
twenty or something like that at Arkansas State. Yeah, they've done pretty good. He's uh, I think it's either five and nineteen or five and twenty. It's pretty bad. Arkansas State wasn't a bad team, but for where they're at, the conference they're at before Butch went there, now they're just god awful. I looked it up the other day, and it's the worst. I, I think it's the worst Arkansas State the past two years or three years has been since like two thousand one to two thousand two. And I'm sure some of us have seen the the Twitter Butch Jones blaming a another team's fan base for all the negativity surrounding Arkansas State. I wonder who he's talking about, Luke. Yeah, yeah. Butch Butch basically had a press conference basically blaming the Tennessee fan base for the Arkansas State negativity going on right now. So. <laughs> I don't see how it's possible. Uh, two Tennessee players have been named SEC Players of the Week. Joe Milton has been named Offensive Player of the Week by the SEC. Tyler Barron been named uh, Defensive Lineman of the Week. Glad to see them both with some hardware. Man, what a statement for Milton to get that. After being ranked number 73 on the uh, Best Players of the Year list, like, come out first week, SEC Player Offensive Player of the Week. That is a big statement to start the weekend. Well, the Orange Bowl MVP game before this. So yeah, you know, Joe's done what he needs to do. I have a feeling it won't be the last that either of these players get for SEC Player of the Week. Hundred percent agree. I'm happy for both of them. Um, hit the comments before we get too far behind here. Uh, Noah says early prediction on the Alabama game. We're gonna give them a little bit later. Uh, I honestly haven't fully decided which way. I'm, I've got a question mark beside it. Let's see. Jordan says he's glad to see Beamer ball go down. Jamie says Shane Beamer uh, still breastfed in middle school. <laughs> uh, Matthew Dagley said pack who? They're undefeated. They're, they are undefeated. Uh, give it time. Jordan wants to give Billy Napier a lifetime contract at Florida as well. We agree with that, Jordan. Sign him up. Uh, <laughs> Jamie says Shane Beamer was born nine months premature. Uh, Matthew Dagley says they are five and twenty. He clarified there. Let's see. Got, I got to check multiple pages here. Yeah, Ryan's talking about us playing Oklahoma, Pittsburgh, and Virginia Tech in, in week one or two most years. We had a had a cupcake game this year. Huh? I was was we not scheduled for Oklahoma for this game? And BYU, it had to, BYU. BYU, and it had to change for for whatever reason. Uh, I think it was because the the SEC the SEC contract yeah. next year. I will say um, when they got this game scheduled, Virginia was not a bad program. They were in the Orange Bowl a few years back. In Twenty nineteen, they won their uh, yeah the yeah. call. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kevin Rogers says Corbin Rogers for president. Oh, uh, Justin Fritz says how is Spanky on this podcast about Tennessee, and he cheers. For the Gators, you are about what is it? About nine months too late, brother. <laughs> yeah, Mike. he's he's. You're a little late to the party here. He he sold a lot, and, and it's, it's. I have a history for trading in orange for blue, Justin. Daniel, my buddy Daniel. Orange for blue. Hey now, hey, hey, hey now. He he gave us a, a f bummer ball. <laughs> then he says brick by brick. Hmm. Hey, speaking of that, did and I know we might talk about it, but oh, uh, Harbaugh at Michigan saying. They don't play offense or defense. They play we-fence. 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 So why why did he say that? Because he didn't even coach. He don't coach the first four games I just of the season. Quote, I don't even he see can't coach in the games, but he can be there at practice and everything. 
Do you not play Wii Fence? Hey, I think I that's a Wii Fence. Hey, I think that could be a match made in heaven right there. Brick by brick and Wii Fence. Champions of life right that's there. That's right, up there in Michigan. I, I can't, I, which I can't say nothing bad about him, really, because Michigan, I think, is the best team in the Big Ten this year. Not the country right now. Uh, Ohio State, Lord. How bad did they look? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see how. I, I think Michigan, I hope Penn State can get it done. But Oh, Ryan had a bad day. <laughs> uh, let's go over General Nealon's game maxims. We'll go over each one and agree or disagree if that maxim has been reached. Maxim one, the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. Uh, truth be told, Luke, I think I think we made more mistakes than Virginia we did. We have one more turnover than they yeah. did. We made We made more mistakes. We were sloppy at times. Especially, especially on special teams, but it was game one. Uh, play four and break, or play four and make the breaks when one comes your way. Score. We didn't really get any breaks, but um, didn't need any either, I guess. We scored forty nine points and probably could have scored sixty five had we ran our full offense. Yeah, if we, yeah, if we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if at first the game or breaks go against you, don't let up. Put on more steam. In uh, now terms, that means, uh, and to quote a, a friend of mine, put your foot on their throat, make them like it, and give them hell. Uh, yeah, I thought we did that. Once the tide started rolling a little bit, I thought we, we kept the foot on the gas a little bit. That's right. We, we did this great, especially in the first half. It, it wasn't pretty at times. but Yeah, we fought we through the adversity. You know. Still had an 18-point lead at halftime. Uh, protect our kickers, our quarterback, our lead, and our ball game. Yeah, we uh, I thought we'd done a only allowed one sack, so oh man, pretty good for the offensive line. Normally, uh, it don't look too pretty for us, even week one, especially missing who we're missing offensive line. They're, they were created with one sack, but uh, was Joe hit hard at all in any play? I don't uh, recall seeing him hit hard at all. Not, not really. That I, I, I think I've watched it like three times and it, it hasn't popped out to me. Uh, ball, Oski, cover, block, cut, slice, pursuing, gang tackle. For this is the winning edge, 1,000%. Uh, defense was, was mm -hmm. on fire, man. Yeah, tackling was superior to what we've seen in years past, you know. Very few broken tackles. I, I can't think of any broken tackles. I just remember off the top of my head, maybe no, I seen, maybe some, some that got away, but, but not very many. No, not many. Um, there was – on the drive they, they scored on, um, Beasley was out of position twice, but one of them he – Recovered and one he didn't recover, but uh, even on the one he didn't recover on, uh, I think it was Amari Thomas. I believe uh, he still should. No, it wasn't. It was Bryson Eason. He still should have made the tackle. Uh, press the kicking game. Here is where the breaks were made. Uh, Virginia missed a field goal. Um, our punting though was not oh, great. No. Um, no. Oh, we did have that one bad bad punt. Yeah, well, you gotta look at it like this, guys. This is his first what American Oh yeah, first game. Uh, yeah, I've got game. Yeah, we're, when we're grading, we can talk about. But uh, carry the fight to our opponent and keep it there for sixty minutes. There was a few minutes that um, we didn't carry the fight, but we we kept it there. Maybe I don't know. What'd you say? Fifty-two minutes. You know, Virginia never had a chance. We scored the opening game, and it was already over at that from that point. A hundred percent. Uh, Jamie says that's the best tackling he's seen since Joe Montana. There you uh, go. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. We're going to grade position groups from game one versus Virginia. 
If you don't care, give us some likes, give us some shares, and we'll be right back. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest line pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. All right, and we're back. First main talking point of the day. Nobody wants to see that big old belly. Leave me alone. I'm charging the phone. Uh, presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Taylor, Taylor Jones of Big Orange Concrete Pumping has been doing this type of work for a very long time. Has one of the biggest line pumps in the state. So make sure you reach out to Big Orange Concrete Pumping for any of your concrete needs. All right, y'all. Let's get vols deep. Each position group. Let's grade them. Let's go. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, I gave us a B. Uh, Joe wasn't asked to do a whole lot. He still completed 70% of his throws. Uh, one or two was a little long, uh, but we can nitpick any game. His deep ball to Keaton was beautiful. It was just dropped. I'll give him a uh, B plus. Milton done good. Uh, a lot of people gave him a lot of criticism, but that's just part of it with a backup five-star waiting for him take over a place whenever he could. You know, he could take it over right now if he wanted to, but we got Milton. He's our guy. Milton played good. Whatever passes was incomplete was actually most of them, like half of them, was right on the money. He had some bad throws. He did have a few bad throws, four, about four about four or five bad throws, but that was it. Yeah, I'm going to go B+. Plus. I think he managed the team well. No turnovers. Uh, good decisions. Uh, I'd say there's probably two that he really wants back. You know, and, and Nico done fine running the offense in his limited playing time. Hundred uh, percent. I think great job overall from the quarterback room. I'm gonna go with um, on mine. I'm giving him an A. I thought early uh, Milton had some timing issues. Um, I know a couple, couple deep balls and a couple short balls, but other than that, he went 21 for 30, 201. Yards, two TDs, so I'm giving a solid a. day. Solid day. Running backs. Ain't no way you can say anything but an A, you know. We we didn't have any big 50-plus yard runs, but they were solid all the way around. A-plus, 294 uh, yards, so can't say nothing there. I give them an A. Uh, we played pretty safe offense this past weekend. Uh, standardized offense is what I usually call it, like, Safe ball, standardized ball, like not going to show nothing too big, but our boys come out running back, and they all three played very good. I'm going to go A-plus. Uh, great showing, in my opinion. Like I said, we have the best running back room in the country, and that's Amen. all that needs to be said. Uh, wide receivers. I gave wide receivers a B. Again, they wasn't asked to do too much, but what was asked was accomplished. The routes were solid. We made Virginia secondary miss several times. Uh I hope we can see a little bit more of the wide receivers this weekend and, of course, at Florida in two weeks. Uh, B-plus. Um, I thought, like, like Spurs said, we didn't ask for too much, but it was done. There was a couple drop balls. Um, 
then got scared for a minute when uh, Squirrel went down with the injury, but thankful he's okay. But other than that, B plus. I'm gonna give him a probably a B minus just with the drop passes we had and some of the bad outs though at points. But this week's gonna be a good rebound for him. Get get some good reps in. Get get the offense in. Like let's get these boys ready to roll when we come into Florida. Yeah, I'm gonna go a B plus too. Um, I I would be at an A if it wasn't for that one drop. I'm not knocking Ramel. He's gonna make it, up for. He's gonna happens. make up for this. Just glad um, it happens in that game. Blocking was great downfield. Um, I mean, listen. If Hopper wanted to torch these guys, he could have torched these guys. Um, Don't show everything week one. Tight ends. Um, we'll go with a B. Um, you know, not really like an explosive day for the tight ends, really. Uh, they did some good blocking, some good catching, but like I said, just not nothing real explosive, nothing to make you turn your head. Exactly what Spank just said. I got to be, you know, they played well, they blocked like they should. Castles and Warren both had a catch. Warren had a touchdown. Uh, just a, a fairly solid performance. I'll give him B two just for that touchdown. In fact, I'm going A. Uh, like I said, I've rewatched this game like three times so far. Great blocking and. Obviously, nice touchdown catch by Jacob Warren. Love how they use McAllen Castles. Mm-hmm. I'm telling, he's gonna how we like kind of just secretly put Fan in there to do some stuff. You know, run the ball. That's gonna they're gonna have some stuff for McAllen Castles. I'm by the time you. by the time this season's over, McAllen Castles is going to mm-hmm. be a star at Tennessee. Yeah, he's he's gonna be great. Um, and he come he, you know he come from junior college, and Tennessee is gonna put him in the league, in my opinion. Um, offensive line. I'll give him an A just off the fact that uh, allowed one sack and uh, protected the quarterback, allowed the run game to go strong. And I'll say this, how many times have we been through this in offensive line throughout the years and it's just been like god-awful. Like, Every year it's a question mark. Question mark. Like, yeah. And quarterback getting killed at points for no reason. And we actually held up our end of the game. Like Glenn, Glenn Ellerby, coach, uh, he's – Offensive line coach, he he gets a lot of credit, in my opinion. I also give him an A, and exactly what Corbin said, and one thing that's not mentioned is just how well it seemed like our offensive line was communicating with each other. Yeah. And and that's without our leader, Cooper Mays, at center. Mm-hmm. Uh, a as well, um, good communication. Now, the one that I know Hopple kind of got some flack for it for the big fourth down play mm-hmm. that was stuff, whatever. All that was the simple wedge block, everybody – you know, you're supposed to wedge in tight, uh, quarterback or whoever's diving in the middle of that pile. But somebody came free. But other, that's just little things that you can work on, whatever. But other than that, I give him an A. Yeah, I'm going A as well. Like, like Corbin said, only allowed one sack. You're without your all-SEC center, Cooper Mays. Jeremiah Crawford looked great at right tackle. That's been a question mark for, for all media members um, is what, what are we going to do um, at right tackle now. But uh, – I think John Campbell Jr. looked really good, man. I mean, he's e- escorting people to the bus, blindside right, style. Uh, I think Dane I'm Dane, surprised he didn't get flagged for it just because of not, nothing wrong with it. I mean, loved it, but just uh, the way yeah. football is today, the the way like you know people are, especially they're the so referee just right there on top. Oh of it. yeah, but they only threw like seven flags the whole game, so they was letting them play. Hold on, just a second. Let's talk about this uh, real quick. Uh, just a little throw this in there. I mean, you were standing there in the stands, and I know a lot of people was standing there in the stands with us, and uh, that Virginia player on the sideline threw that big punch. 
Yeah. I mean, through that punch, full Hail Mary yeah. punch, <laughs> well, I did have a player on the sideline, and the referees didn't call it because they was busy over there calling that flag. Yeah. <laughs> and that was some bull right there. But going back to um, the uh, the blocking in the end zone thing, what I'm trying to figure out is from a Virginia standpoint, why are you getting drove back that far? Like, uh, yeah, if you're just, getting drove back fall. that far, just fall. Create a pile. Well, uh, Jason Swain on the radio, he was standing right beside it, and he said before the play there was a lot of trash talk coming from that dude from, from Virginia. Well, I bet he hushed his mouth up. <laughs> so, but my uh, Lord, if you're getting blocked more than four yards, you go down. Create a pile. Oh, yeah. I think he was taking him to Broadway. Just just yeah. carry him all Leave the way out of the stadium. Broadway girls alone. Y'all learn from Morgan. I also want to give a shout-out to Dane Davis and Ollie Lane. I think they, they – Stepped up really good, too. I'm proud of this entire offensive line. Defensive line. Nothing short of an A-plus. Plus. Add a yeah. plus to it. Give yeah. it to them. Four sacks. Virginia was held to under 100 yards on the ground. And most of that coming in the second half, uh, once again, was well out of reach. Oh, yeah. A-plus. I mean, what, what else can you say? Yeah, A-plus. Fast, just fierce, powerful. And we they didn't show – that much um they wasn't you know blitzing or stunting or twisting you know it was just straight up just we're just gonna outwork you we contained them defensive backs Uh, b plus b plus uh some things you know they got work on but other than that just not too bad of a day i I gave us a minus virginia had only 106 yards in the passing game uh we likely could have picked off a pass or two if our defensive backs have got their heads around a little yeah. bit. Uh, but, you know, there were very few yards after a catch, and that's what I paid attention to. Our, our defensive backs made some uh, well-timed tackles. Mm. Give them an A. Yeah, I'm going to go be uh, so much improved, man. Lo- loved it. Like like Spurs said, got to get your head around on some of them. Um, but a couple of them drives, we were in cover zero, so the middle of the field's going to be open. But defensive backs look great. Linebackers. I'm going to give them a – heck, I'll give them an A-plus, too. I thought they did pretty well, just like the defensive line. I, I give them a solid A, you know. Peely looked the part that we've been talking about. McCullough played good at safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, all around, good job. Give it to myself. I'm going to go B, uh, good play, solid. Just the only reason for the B is they were out of position. A little bit, and they were out of position quite a bit on that on that touchdown drive. Special teams. I'll, I'll go with it. I gave him a C minus. Yeah. It's the one area that must improve from from game one. A couple of bad punts, two kickoffs out of bounds. Uh, those things will cost Tennessee in, in in closer games. Yeah, you know he kicked four kicks, plumbed through the end zone on kickoffs. It, Makes you wonder was they was they trying to to kick to the corner and have a return set up or 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 what was going on there? He's got to be more accurate. Just just kick it deep for all <coughs> I care. You know, Spanky said earlier it was our our punter Ross's first ever American pro for American football game. He's Australian oh, rules kicker. Uh, that's going to be a work in progress. If you and, didn't know by watching on TV, he he can kick. With his left foot and his right foot. If you didn't know by watching on ESPN. You know, I really hope Hopple gives him some leniency to, to run and the opportunity is there. Uh, if you've ever watched Australian Rules football, most of those players kick at a solid 100% run. So right. as, long as, he punts, as long as he punts the ball before he crosses the line of scrimmage, I'm all good with it. 
that's why I like to me. I know most people don't like the rugby kick, but I like the rugby kick because it keeps your defense guessing. Because mm-hmm. look, if they if you're going out wide and they're starting to cheat up, then punt the dang thing. He did but say if he, they're going back, go for it. Go he, get that down. He did say he had a better arm than Hopple, so you don't know what they there might you try. That going to be against Virginia. I'll tell you that much. Nope. I'm going to give him a D minus, just out of the fact that uh, I'm talking about the kicker. Out of the fact that he's proved himself before, played in some bigger, sta- big stadiums and stuff, finding some good crowds, and uh, kicking two out of bounds. We got to think over there. They're they're saying like they're not cheering the whole time. They're singing. They're like going ole 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 ole. I, I think he's talking about the the, the the kickoff kicker. Oh, okay, yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go see overall because D. Williams he had the fumble, but he looked great. Um, exciting for him. He's gonna he's gonna cause a lot of chaos. There was no injuries on extra points. Yeah, we made all seven. Uh, like I said, kicking punting has to improve. Jackson Ross's first ever football game. Um, it, it'll definitely improve. It'll definitely improve. It's crazy that he can kick either way. He's gonna figure it out. Uh, I just he's just got to figure it out before you Florida. Know, we haven't mentioned it, but our return game was special. Oh and yeah, that's, that's gonna go that's in with yeah. the special teams. Our return game was. Oh yeah, that's why I just yeah, D. Williams, man, he's he was great. Yeah, other than, other than his fumble, he looked electric, and he's going to take one or two back to the house this year. All right, let's hit the comment box real quick. If I miss you, comment it again. Deal with it. We got a lot going on because we're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter right now. Ryan says that kickers mean more to a team than what they're giving credit for. Mr. 76. Uh, Guy 78 on YouTube asks, question for you guys. What would you like to see the team work on during our scrimmage with the Peas? <laughs> uh, definitely, I would say kicking game, kicking game but that's going to be hard to work on all the kicking game. I mean, we'll probably kick off the ball a lot. Yeah. Punting. That's going to be the yeah. hard part. I want to see us attempt a long field goal just to see what we have. I've, yeah, I I've mean, got that in my notes kind of it's the keys of the games. I want to – because we didn't kick a field goal. I want to see us – you know, we, we definitely need to kick some field goals before we go to Gainesville. I want to see our receivers and Milton just connect. Like, this is a good chance to get out. Like, let's get in here. Let's get our reps in. Let's go out here and let's play some football and make some – just that connection. Like, this is how you start it right here. Uh, Jamie says, what about the – I can't read that, Jamie, but he's talking about a good Mike Leach game maxim. What is it? He's the one that – I can't read it. I ain't going to get banned. He's the only one that you can never read any comment of. Uh, is it on uh, YouTube Jamie, or Facebook? Jamie asks, which running back would be your short yardage guy? I don't love small as the fourth and one guy. Uh, that, like that, that was my guy going into the season with small. Um but I think we're going to kind of see how the season plays out. It seemed like they used Dylan Sampson in that role quite a bit Saturday. But I think again, Sampson, it's, it's I think Sampson hits the hole harder than anybody. I mean, there's no hesitation. Uh, Justin Morrison on Facebook says A plus for the defensive line. He says Haddon still can't cover anybody. I thought Haddon looked a lot better than he did last year. He just got to get his head turned around. Uh, my buddy, Big Orange Mullet from YouTube, said the shirt is sick. Look, I appreciate it. It's the same, Love it. same uh, one Hendon Hooker wore last year. Hard to find. Let's see. Coach Ryan Jackson says he feels like the defensive line was the best thing that they had going. Chris Martin says, what's up? Vol for life. Welcome, Chris. I think it's the first time we've seen him in here. 
Thank you. Uh, Thank Matthew you Douglas says his Braves are getting killed again. Shocker. <laughs> Against the Cardinals, it's not good. It's, I cannot stand the Cardinals. It's every year with them. All right, let's see. Let me check this this chat real fast. I've got to pull up multiple ones. We've got Caden asking if anybody knows any tickets for sale this Saturday. Um, you can check the Facebook groups, uh, Ticketmaster, stuff like that, but people are pretty high on Austin P ticket right now. If I was you, I'd, just look, I'd check throughout the whole entire day, like tomorrow, Friday, leading up the game, whatever. Because every now and then there will be people putting them online for a pretty good price just trying to get rid of them right then, and it won't be online for more than 20 minutes and it'll be gone. Um, let's give out some game balls. Who would you give the game ball to on offense and defense? I gave my offensive game ball to left tackle John Campbell just for that insane block through the end zone <laughs> and into the Virginia mm-hmm. Tunnel. That yep, simple that, as that. That's my wow. game ball. Give it to him. Same thing. Offense, uh, Milton. Go Milton. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go Dylan Samson with four touchdowns. Uh, I got Jalen Wright on here as well because I was going to pick either or. But uh, average of 9.6 yards per carry is very impressive. What about defense? The whole D, the D line as a whole, I'm giving it to him. I gave it to James Pierce Jr. Uh, the two sacks for 13 yards loss. So he's, he's going to be a beast. Yeah, it wasn't even the two sacks. He was all over. All him, everywhere. Just everywhere. Um, did you give one yet on defense? Uh, part of the defensive line, just how good they played. I'm going to go. Uh, I had James Pierce wrote down, but I'm going to go Keenan Peely. Uh, great job just managing the team. Played good, wrapped up very good. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening to our face first main talking point of the day. We're going to take a short break. We have a lot more coming your way. We have a giveaway coming your way with game predictions. Uh, share this out. Like it. Um, if we missed your comment, comment again. We're going to have start bench cut. In the words of a buddy of mine, get your mom out of the field, get your daddy out the kitchen, because the Vols Deep Podcast what y'all been missing. Heard it from Spain. That's right. Since July of 2021, our student-athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of Vol Nation. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Ball Booster Collective. These collectives are here to serve our student athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange. Welcome back to episode 17. We're live from the Vols Deep Man Cave. Uh, We hope you're having a great Wednesday night. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, Share this out. Hit the like button. We truly appreciate it. Next, we have start, bench, cut. How this works, I'll give a question. Uh, we have to rank our order, our answers in order from first to last, start being one, cut being last. Are you all ready? Yep, let's, let's do go. It. All right, which football matchup are you looking forward to the most this weekend? Ole Miss versus Tulane, 
Texas versus Alabama, Nebraska versus Colorado. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with first. The mat- game day is going to be there. Uh, I think it's going to be an exciting one. Um, the Longhorns of Texas versus the Hungry Tide of Alabama. For start, uh, bench, I'm going to go with uh, probably a team that had an upsetting loss to start the season last Thursday in Nebraska against one of the hottest teams right now in college football. I'll tell you this, one of the most talked about teams in football. I've not heard Colorado talked about this much since they legalized marijuana. It's been a long time since they've talked about Colorado like this. I'm pretty sure their only win last year was versus Nebraska, right? I was going to mention that later, Luke. Yeah. Uh, Then Ole Miss versus the mighty green wave of Tulane for cut. That's my exact order as well. The Texas Alabama top ten matchup. Uh, you got to start that. I'm going to bench Nebraska and Colorado just because we all want to see that train wreck and whatever's about to happen. And as much as Tulane is interesting, I'm going to cut Ole Miss versus Tulane. I wouldn't go with a train wreck. Uh-huh. I'm going to start Alabama and Texas. Uh, you got something to say, Spunky? What do you mean? Oh. Uh, it's a great matchup. It's a great matchup. Uh, Texas almost won last year, for, and uh, this year it's in Tuscaloosa. Different ball game, game days there. I think it's gonna be a really good game. Gonna be a good matchup for Alabama. See what Alabama's got, and then uh, bench Tulane and Ole Miss. Uh, it's at Tulane, so that's a pretty big matchup for them. Or if it's south of the river, like the other green waves. And Tulane, Tulane's their ain't team, and they've been proven the past couple years, and uh, they've still got the same coach that's been there, I think. Beat USC last season. They did. Uh, I forget that coach's name, but he's done some good things there at Tulane. And then Cut, Nebraska, and uh, Colorado. I feel bad for Nebraska's fan base. Like, I looked up the other day. I know they've been sold out for a long time, but it goes back to 1962. They've sold every single game out. And that fan base is stuck with them through thick and thin. They've been through a lot of thick these past few years, well, ten years at least. And now, it's they're at the bot. They're at the very bottom. I don't know how Nebraska's got this bad, to be honest with you. So they sold out a women's volleyball game, ninety something. I was thousand just people. about to say Nebraska's a women's volleyball school now. Yeah, ain't the volleyball? Ain't the volleyball school well, the one that went viral on like a? The internet for a lot of some good some reasons. Yeah, <laughs> ninety ninety one thousand people at a women's volleyball mm-hmm. game. To, the largest crowd to see any women's uh, sport sporting event. That's what happens when you get naked for the fans. No, Corbin, stop <laughs> it! Hey now, stop it! I'm going to start Texas <laughs> Alabama. Also, uh, no doubt here, this is going to be a tell, a real big tell for for Alabama, in my opinion. Um, Nebraska, Colorado, anxious to see what Colorado does. I think they're going to beat Nebraska, but you never know. Uh, and then I'm going to cut Ole Miss to Lane. Uh, I'm pulling for Tulane, though. Um, start bench cut question two. Which SEC coach has the hottest seat right now? Billy Napier, Southern Sunbelt, Billy Napier, Southern boy, Brian Kelly, or Shane Beamer? You didn't have a nickname for Shane Beamer? I do, but I can't say it on here. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the hottest, probably Sunbelt Billy. Um, I think he's gotten in a little way over his head. Uh, he, I know in his first press conference, whatever, he told everybody it's going to take time. But 
if you're gonna if it, if you're gonna take the slow route, you at least got to show some improvement and not decline. Um, but then cut or bench. bench. I'm going with Beamer Ball. Um, they're they could get upset with them, but South Carolina's already used to mediocrity, so it's it is what it is. But I think the least one is probably um, this guy and his family. You know, he loves his family. And um, Coach Brian Kelly, um, I think he did pretty good last year. He just got matched up with a pretty good Florida State team this year, so they'll be okay. I'm going to start Billy Napier. I think Florida has their Butch Jones. Uh, Fans ain't going to allow that to happen for very long. Uh, He he seems to be a pretty good recruiter. He's got a top five recruiting class next year for now, but he's not getting it done on the field, and it's just not going to last. I'm going to bench Brian Kelly. I think he's safe for now. They won the West last year at LSU. And I'm going to cut Shane Beamer. Uh, at least South Carolina is relevant. Beamer's pretty popular down there. If Brian Kelly loses three games this year with LSU, he's going to be in some hot water. Just going to, just going to say that now. Wow, is going to be insane, too. Well, well, we're forgetting the biggest hot seat right now. Oh, Jimbo. Oh, Jim Bob. He's got, even though his buyout's pretty big right now. Yeah, I'm sure they can get some more money and take care of yeah. it. Yeah. But. but I'm going to start uh, Billy Napier just out of the fact of uh, whew, Florida looks, it's the, worst, it's the worst Florida team I think I've ever saw. And I saw a stat, yeah, it's, I saw a stat today that uh, all the past five Florida coaches uh, going back to Spurrier, they was all fired when they had eight losses, and he's at eight right now. Yeah. And uh, I have to cut Shane Beamer just because, like you said, South Carolina's used to it. South Carolina will stick with him. Uh, they could lose five games this year, and he's going to be coaching next year, and I can guarantee that. Yeah, I'm going to start Billy Napier as well. I don't think he's going anywhere until 2024, 20, though. Um, bench, Brian Kelly and his family – uh, they're calling for his head already, man. So, really? <laughs> oh, they're mad. They're mad. Really? Yeah. Losing a floor, a good they, Florida State team. They well, it's fired, how they lost too, though. They, they, got, they fired Ed Orgeron, who won a national championship. And now Ed Orgeron is collecting his money, his laid, cheeseburger, laid and in, his women. And his women, they love him down there. Yeah, I'm gonna cut Beamer. Uh, there's really no standard in South Carolina, so. I, I do think he'll leave for uh, Virginia Tech the first chance he gets. So. Nah, you think he will? Headed to Blacksburg. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he wants to try to have his own spotlight or shadow, but eh, never know. Adam Sandler's birthday is this weekend. Start, bench, cut. These Adam Sandler movies. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, The Longest Yard. This one is a hard list for me. What was hard was making this list into three. Yeah, just three. But in order for me to do this, I'm going to have to go with this movie was the most star-studded movie, and I'm going to go with The Longest Yard. It's football time. I had to go with it. Ask me in a few months. I might say Billy Madison. But uh, I'm going to go with The Longest Yard first. Next, Billy Madison, all-time classic. And then cut, sadly, it's Happy Gilmore. It. Mm. The, the price is wrong. The price is wrong. My favorite movie of all time price is, wrong. is Happy Gilmore. So I start Happy Gilmore as my favorite movie ever. Of course, I'm a golfer, so 
You know, I, I, I know my. I, I know I can still watch Happy Gilmore any pencil. day. I bench Longest Yard. It's a great football movie, and, and it's hard to cut Billy Madison, but he gets oh. my cut. How start the Longest Yard? I love that Longest Yard. Every time it's on TV, I'll put it on there and watch it's on it. On TV, every, almost every day. I know it, it's it's pretty close to it. Uh, Happy Gilmore bench it. Ah, that's it's a great movie. I think, like even like my papa, who don't watch many movies in his lifetime, he saw very few. Happy Gilmore is one of his movies. <laughs> And he laughs at it all the time. And Billy Madison. I can trouble you for a glass of shut the hell up. Cut it. <laughs> this was hard to make this list. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, well, that was one of the ones I wanted. But we've already used the water boy for football movies, so I wanted to. I'm going to start Billy Madison. Love the movie. Uh, called the shit poop. All that stuff was, <laughs> was funny. Uh, I'm going to bench Happy Gilmore. I'm probably going to get some hate for that. I love the movie, though. I'm going to cut Longest Yard. I like Longest Yard, too. Hey, Big Daddy in the comments. That's a good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dalton in the comments says, no love for Big Daddy. Big Daddy, yeah, man. And it really gets you towards the end, too. Mm -hmm. It's funny, and then it hits you. It hits you in the emotions towards the end. And Grown Ups are good. I like Grown Ups. He's got a bunch. He says, cutting Happy Gilmore is a bad take, Spank. Well, it gets hard, okay? Calm down, pal. <laughs> uh, just honestly, say no. I think that's why we need to put that in that cup of punishments for Spank if he ever hit a golf ball. Yeah, make Spank go play around the golf. Oh my god! Now, walk around the golf. No, what we'll do is uh, we'll just take him to Top Golf and make him swing for two hours straight. Nobody else hit but him, and we won't let him go off the course. I don't even know if I can swing. We, we have some more comments here in a second after we get done with our start bench cut. Joe Milton scores how many total touchdowns Saturday? Four, five, or six? I'm going to I'm going to be reasonable here, and I'm going to start five. I'm going to bench six. And we're going to cut four. I'm actually going a little bit off the track here. I'm going to start four. I think, time. We, I think we uh, we run the ball a little bit more and get, get some on the ground. I'm going to bench five and I'm going to cut six because I think Nico's going to play a lot more. Yeah, you pretty much said it for me. I think it's going to be I, four. I'm going to start it, bench five, cut six, just out of the fact that I do believe that Nico will be in there pretty soon because we're going to be up pretty big. So, why risk it with Milton? Yeah, I'm going to start five. I just think, I don't know. I think he can he can wrangle that in the first half. Uh, and then I'm going to bench four. I don't think six is – he's going to hit six just because of playing time purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, last one. Which wrestling belt is the best Chris. of all time? Don't – I'm just saying. There, I, kill, there, I, I whip you in a wrestling match. There is a difference between but, wrestling and wrestling. Winged Eagle. The big gold, 10 pounds of gold. Well, you this got- is a hard one, but whew, I'm going to go with cut first. I'm going to go, I'm going to cut Sweet Charlotte, the 10 pounds of gold. Even though it's one of the most prestigious titles out there, it the design of it, it's just, it's not beautiful. It's just really not. Um, B, bench, the winged eagle. To me, it's another beautiful championship held by a bunch of different guys. But the reason it's a bench for me is just because of how small it is compared to the one I'm about to start. 
Your world title should be the biggest thing you got. It's the biggest championship in your company. It's the biggest thing. You want people to see it, recognize it, and that's the big gold championship. The And if you don't know what the big gold is, look up a picture of the Nature Boy Ric Flair Woo, and you will see that beautiful championship. Or the great card lady or Jack Swagger. Ah, shut up about it. <laughs> uh, start the Wayne Deagle just because of the fact of a uh, it's a beautiful title. Shawn Michaels held it. Yokozuna held it. Bret Hart held it for like five times. Kevin Nash held it. Stone Cold Steve Austin held it. Very iconic title. Bench the big gold. It is a beautiful title. Uh, WWE, I wish they had not retired it in, what was it, Spanky, 2016? They retired. Yeah, it, no, it was 2014. 2013, 2014, yeah. Yeah, with Andy Orton and John Cena at the last match. And uh, cut the 10 pounds of gold. Hate to do it, but the the history of that championship, it's only changed hands like not even 100 times. It's like 94. No, it's at like 98 or something right now. And uh, out of all 98 champ- times it's changed hands, Yes, it's been held by people for like 2,000 days and stuff like that. But at the same time, you've only had like 15 big-time people hold that championship in history. And that's because it was held for like two or 3,000 days at a time, but still. I know we don't want to talk about wrestling too much on our Tennessee podcast. But, deal with it. But deal I'm going it. to start the 10 pounds of gold simply because I've – got to personally referee five NWA World Championship matches. So I've held that 10 pounds of gold above my head at least five or six times. I'm going to bench the most beautiful title of all time, the Winged Eagle. Oh, no. And I cut the big gold. I just don't like the flat design of it. But Ric Flair did make that special. I will say, Spank, Mm. trivia question, who is the only referee to ever officiate Tommy at, Young, an NWA World Heavyweight Champion versus an NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. Hmm. That'd be uh, this we, guy right here. Really? There yeah. you go. We got people saying they're falling asleep because wrestling. All right. Oh, no, enough. it don't. Shut your mouth. You don't like go on about yourself. All right. I'm gonna start in the big gold just because Bill Goldberg just looked oh beautiful on that thing. Winged Eagle's getting the bench, and I'm cutting 10 pounds of gold. Images only. I don't know nothing about wrestling. Oh, my God. All right, hit some comments here. At least she ain't acting like you know it. Goldberg? You want to be next? No. Uh, Zach says, been at the beach. Haven't seen anything on it yet. Y'all heard anything about James Pierce. What about James Pierce, Zach? I'm not sure what you're referring to. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Uh, Beth said that Nico looked really good Saturday. I agree, hundred percent. He done what he was supposed to do. Let's see, Mikey Dell, Michael Clore says, "Luke, give me a wild Clore. Come to the game, and I'll give you one after I've had a few." Uh, Terry Reeves said, "Big wrestling fan. Ten pounds of gold. Gold belt is definitely the best ever." And Beth says, "Shut up. She's taller than you." <laughs> Huh? Who's she yelling? You and you. you Why? Because she said wrestling sucks. Well, how tall are you, honey? Let's see. I need a ladder to get there. Uh, Justin on Facebook says, do you remember when everyone was saying Dabo was the next Saban? I do. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't too long ago. Looks like Dabo will be flipping burgers soon. I think Dabo will actually be at a – he'll be out of – he he won't get fired from Clemson. 
and me and Luke's talked about this, and uh, I think he'll be a different team in the future. Yeah, I think he'll go somewhere else. Yeah. He'll His time out. at Clemson's he'll, come to an end. He'll get out before it gets too bad. And, you know, here's the thing, and, and this is going to be going off topic. We talk about it later. But Clemson's in a tough situation. There's there's just not a lot of money in that area. And, and NIL is yeah. a big deal. And Davos going to have a hard time recruiting there. Well, he he refuses to use transfer portal for one. Yep. Well, Josh Heupel's hurting him a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Because he – he used to live in our recruiting territory, and Heupel's taken. I mean, there was mm-hmm. so so many people that uh, chose Tennessee over Clemson. Even I, the, I even bet T. Higgins class. will be at Tennessee now. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. Trevor Lawrence would have been at Tennessee. Oh. It's crazy. Mario Rogers, mm-hmm. maybe. It's insane. All right, thank you all for listening to our first main talking point of the day. Oh shoot, I was start bench cut. Messed up. I always do that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll get a little bit more involved uh, in Tennessee's second game. Stick around. We have giveaways coming your way. And uh, we're going to put your skills to the test with Spurs predictions. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean. From a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean. Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties. Give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. All right, and we're back. We got our second main talking point of the day presented by Trident HydroClean. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Share this out with your friends. Got big giveaways coming up soon. Game day, week two info. Tennessee will face Austin Peay Governors this Saturday, 5 o'clock, Neyland Stadium. Kind of a weird start time, but it's uh, it's home opener time. You know, it's odd time, but it works great for tailgating and after parties. It'll be dark by the end of the game, so come on out and enjoy a great time. Yeah, uh, it is. It is an odd start. Odd start time. Like I don't know if we ever started at five o'clock before, but we're gonna come out. We're gonna dominate. We're gonna show why we're Tennessee, and it's a good game to work on all of. Just work on the whole entire team: offense, defense, special teams. Like let's get in motion. Let's get this thing rolling. Yeah, I'm fired up, man. I don't care if it's Roman State. I'll be fired up for a chance to go to Neyland yeah. Stadium. Um, Tennessee's broke out some new uniforms, oh. new smoky gray uniforms honoring the great Condridge Holloway. Love them. think they look beautiful. Absolutely fire. I mean, at, at first when I seen them on, on, on some storage shelves and some, some pictures of them, I, I didn't like it, but now seeing pictures of Joe Milton rocking these jerseys. Yeah, the actual uh, jerseys and then the – the jerseys they're selling are totally, yeah, totally these, different. These are sharp. You know, traditionalists, I'm sure, hate them. Uh, but I'm a jersey mark, and these are, these are just sweet. It's kind of a match a mashup uh, from the uh, time we won, wore the uh, orange shoulder pads and then the uh, white jerseys against yep. Florida, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I know we Last time my, we won was like 04 or yeah, something. Yeah, 2004. Like that. Um, that was Ainge and, and that crew. Yeah. Swain, I believe. Um, I like them. Like the idea. 
or I'll, sorry, I like the jersey. Love the idea. Anything to honor Condridge is awesome. Uh, it's one game, so the ones that don't like it, calm down. We're not we're we're not changing. There's not a petition to change our colors to gray. It's gonna be okay. It's one Just game. Sit down, and shut your mouth. It ain't about what you like. It's about what these players like. It's about what gets these players in here. Okay, you're not the one putting the uniform on, so keep your mouth shut. Get them spank. Bunch of ignorant people out there. <laughs> Uh, the game will be on ESPN Plus, SEC Network Plus. Uh, the Vol Walk will be at 245. Pride of the Southland Band will march at 320. Volunteer Village opens at 130. Uh, the Volunteer Village is open to all fans with or without a ticket. Come see us. We'll be tailgating. Uh, lot 9 is where we'll be. I, that's where the Vol Walk comes right by. Uh, it's located right across from Circle Park. Uh, the Vol Network will take over at 3 o'clock, so you can check them out, 99.1. Um, it's getting me fired up, baby. Uh, any, any, it's getting your bones right. It's any, getting any your loins all tender, See, ain't it? Arrive early, spend a day on campus. You know, Be aware there's a lot of construction going on around the stadium, so it might not be as easy as years past to get around. So uh, show up early to... Pride of Southland has their largest band in history. There's over 300 members of the band this year. Oh. It, it's spectacular. Oh, it's huge. It's gonna. Be, it's, I love it. But if it, without the band, man, it would take so much away from from college football, mm-hmm. especially the Pride. Uh, Dalton says it was UNLV. That is correct, Dalton. Uh, the last time we wore them jerseys, a home opener, Angels freshman year. I remember watching it on TV at my uncle's house. He also says the new ones are fire. Uh, Ike says, loves the jerseys. Wish they went full vintage with the white base. That would be cool. We probably had to wear them on the road, though. I don't know in 04, we had to get, like, some sort of something permission because it's some dumb NCAA rule that they've got. Um, Terry Reeves says, are y'all expecting good news Sunday from Cole? He's talking about a recruit. I do. He will be on campus Saturday, so we're going to have our last – our last dibs with him. It's um, a good game to come too for him too. Oh, be, it's, it's we sold out Austin P. Yeah, we, last year the only game we didn't sell out was the Thursday game against Ball State. So, um, what my, is it about first game openers for Tennessee? We either on Thursday or at a neutral location. Hang on, next next year it, yeah, well, it, it show it does show good. TV. It does show good about us because that means TV does have confidence in us, especially like ABC. We was at 12 o'clock kickoff on ABC. That means we was prime time on one of the main local channels throughout America to be a kickoff game in college football that day. That's a lot of confidence in somebody. Well, they know people's going to be watching. And what a great up. day to be a volunteer. Uh, Beth says the jerseys are nice. Um, Randy says the spank needs a new attitude. Who's I wonder who, where I get who, it who's from. Who's this Randy guy on here? That's my dad. Uh, Mikey Dell says you shout wild chlor I'll chug a beer for sure Come to the game Mikey Dell I'll shout it a bunch I'm sure I'll chug a beer I'll, I'll chug a beer with you Spanky's making something over here Water Water. Ashley on Facebook says there might be a lot of construction going on But we're not Vandy That is true we don't have oh, our scoreboard yeah. That's a good one hey, Luke and I uh, Personally visited Vandy over the weekend after the Tennessee game. We decided to to crash the Vanderbilt game in our ticket. They were scouting everybody. I tell you, you had to walk through the basketball arena to get into the stadium. You had to walk through, literally through the baseball field to get out of the stadium. It was 
kind of unusual to say the least. Definitely. Let's talk about the AP poll. Um, So number one, Georgia stays. No surprise there. Then you've got Michigan at two. No surprise there. Bama moves up one spot to number three. Florida State moves up four spots to number four. Ohio State drops two spots after a win. That's got to be the first time in history Ohio State's won and dropped. Well, it you know when you got some other programs if up it's there. It's a close game. It's the wind's fault, or yeah, you know, somebody's anybody's fault but Ohio State's. It well, is. when you got them other, you know, ESPN darlings up there, you know, you got to do something there. It's Florida State is owes it. I think. I think Florida State's a pretty good. Well, I, I think, I think Florida State's a pretty decent team this year. Yeah, Florida State deserves the. To the move up after that whooping. I tell you what, uh, Florida State's better than Ohio State. Yeah, I agree with I'll that. I'll never say anything good about Florida State. Uh, six, we've got USC. Seven, Penn State. Eight, Washington. They move up two spots. At nine, we've got the Tennessee Volunteers. They move up three spots. I want to see how how long Washington stays at number what top ten ranked. I, I'm sure they were for a while, but at some point they're going to meet Oregon, USC. Who else is in the Pac-12? Hell, they'll probably lose. Oh, well, Utah's a good one. Colorado? They'll probably lose to Oregon State at some point or somebody like that. You know, I like Tennessee coming in at number nine. It's just fine with me. It's about where we should be at this point. Uh, We can argue about a couple of teams that's ahead of us, but I think it's a pretty good spot for us to be in. It's funny, though, that we we talked – for you know, a couple of weeks about the teams that didn't belong, and then uh, week one, we've got LSU and Clemson like gone. gone. So that's, we were gone. right. Clemson's lucky to still be in the top twenty-five after that performance. I predicted Florida State would beat LSU last week. So, uh, Tim, we've got Notre Dame. I don't think they're going to last long there. They've got some. They do have some actual competition this year. Eleven, Texas, Utah moves up two spots to number two. Oregon. Clemson. Or 12, my bad. Uh, Oregon moves up two spots to 13. LSU drops to 14, which is nine spots. Kansas State moves up one. Uh, Oregon State moves up two to 16. North Carolina moves up four after their win over South Carolina. North North Carolina might have been the most impressive team of all Mm -hmm. over the weekend, outside of Florida State. They look good. They look good. Uh, 18, Oklahoma. They move up two spots. Wisconsin stays at 19. Ole Miss moves up two spots to 20. Then you've got Duke. Good. Uh, they need to be Let's go there. Devils. 22. Then you've got Colorado. They're they're in That's the top right. 25. We're coming. We're coming. They're here. We're coming. Told you we was coming. 23, you got A&M. 24, Tulane. And then Clemson falls 16 spots to number 25. For for Texas A&M to be ranked 24th, they've been very quiet this whole offseason. They've been quiet week one. Like, you wouldn't even know Texas A&M's ranked, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, hit the comment box real quick. Mikey Dale says he's going to bed since uh, since I'm not shotgunning one week. I will. you got to come to the game. Hey, what's up, Roper? Let's see. Uh, Brandon Frazier on Facebook says, can Spank wear some Vols gear? Sorry, pal. When you get done painting the field at practice, you know, you don't. Chris Martin says Vols by 50. I'm going to go Vols by 60. 
That's what I'm thinking. Love it. Love it. Uh, next, we're going to have the duel. So y'all stick around for this. These three are going to battle it out. Where's the belt at, Spur? It's right here. I'm getting it out in just a second. Right, we're going to battle it out over on. the belt. Five questions. It's fan voted. So y'all got to let me know in the comments who's winning the duel. We'll be right back. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got the duel presented by Premier Excavation. The Spank. The Spur, Corbin's going to battle it out over a few tough questions. The winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some hardware to drag around them with for a week. You know, I've heard on and on about Corbin bragging about how he's the longest-running champion of all time, how he's held it for 66 days straight, on and on and on. I have you know, I'm 4-3 and three against you, buddy. Heads up. So That's I think right, my Corbin. Boom! It don't matter when Boom! The days matter. The days matter. All but right. guess what also matters? Who's the champ now, Corbin? Ain't you. Y'all share this it out. It ain't you either, Spank. I know it ain't me, but as long as it ain't that son of a bitch right there, I don't care. He's cussing me. You gonna let him do that to me? <laughs> ain't you supposed to be cussing? We'll One on Facebook, him. son. Go ahead. Find me a hot dog. All right. You do love Dave. Five questions. These two are good. These three. Five questions. All right. Yeah, they're going to argue. You all let me know in the comments who's winning the argument. And it's fan voted. Question number one, who's the most overrated team in the current AP top ten? Well, since the champ is sitting right here, I get to go first. Ain't that what you say, Spade? That's right. I'll let you go, champ. Based solely on what we saw over the weekend, it's Ohio State. I mean, they struggled to put up points against Indiana. Uh, they were only ahead 10-3 to three at halftime. There's no stats that jump out on paper. Ohio State looked like a mid-range team, at, and that's just not going to cut it against the likes of Penn State and Michigan. So I put Ohio State as my most overrated team in the top 10 right now. You know, Champ, I do agree with you, and I put Ohio State too. But since you said Ohio State, I'm going to go with a different answer. I'm going to go with Penn State. You know, for, for a little bit, they struggled with what? West Virginia. Okay, they only came out with a what was it, a twenty-one point lead with to a bad West Virginia team, and I mean a very bad West Virginia team. They should have blew them out of the water. If you saw the point spread for that game, it was supposed to be at least twenty-seven or more, and it wasn't. I thought they covered at the end. I don't think they did. I thought they put one in to cover. Well, I'll just tell you, it's it's Notre Dame. Listen, Notre Dame does this every year. They always ranked high. And Are every they in the top ten? Yes, they're in the top. They, they squeaked in at ten. They're at in the top. They're in the top ten, okay. and they always ain't gonna last long. And this year is not gonna be the year that Notre Dame actually squeaks into the playoffs like they usually do, and then get beat by fifty points in the first round or the championship game. Because you remember that one year they went championship and lost by like forty-five. Uh, this year that Notre Dame has to play five Ohio State, Duke, who's ranked, 
USC, who's ranked sixth. They got to play Clemson. They got Wake Forest, Stanford. And then they got the other cupcake games, of course. But that's a tough schedule for Notre Dame. They're not going to make it out of this year. No, they're not. They're gonna not going to make, make no – they are not going to make no college football playoff run this year. There's no way. You know, that, that matchup between Ohio State and Notre Dame uh, is a little bit closer than I thought it would be. I, I thought Ohio State would handle business in that early on. But now – now I'm certainly questioning them because they did not look good at all and, and tickles me to death because I can't stand Ohio State. Nobody can. Who did Notre Dame lose the championship game in that one year too? Was it LSU? Alabama. Alabama. It was Alabama. Yeah, it was Alabama. It was like 55 to freaking 10 or something like that. All right. Y'all done for question one? Yeah. All right. Question two. What is your biggest concern about this Tennessee football team after week one? My biggest concern is the special teams. Um, like we were talking about uh, punter, not trying to single anybody out, but punter, he's got to get his rhythm. Uh, he wants to kick left foot, he wants to kick right foot, he wants to do the rugby pick. Uh, he, he can't be shanking punts left and right, even though I understand, you know, we don't want him punting because if you're punting, that means your offense ain't scoring, it ain't being consistent. But to me, the punt game and also the kicking game. Champ went first, champ goes last. Oh my time. god, you see I'd smack him right in the damn face. <laughs> I think I'll take that microphone over there. Here, look at this. You want mine, champ? There you go. Let, let's see what Corbin's got on this let's one. Let's see what he's got. With savers. We got You're worried about our receivers? Is that it? No, it's it's just uh we're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get in the fundamentals. We're gonna have to get that we're gonna have to get it down. Milton and them's gonna have to connect they with each other. It works well, still. You it, when you when it's big time games, they're gonna have to connect with each other. Well, when they're playing Georgia, Alabama, even next week of Florida, because Florida always plays as tough no matter what, and uh, they're going to have to connect with their saving. You know what? Give me that microphone. My biggest concern with our team right now is what happens when we have injuries, because they're going to happen. Uh, special teams is going to work themselves out. We're going to be fine. Our wide receivers are perhaps the best in the country. But if injuries do happen, we got one right now at Peely. We, we hope he's going to be all right. Hopefully it's just a, a short-term thing. But if we do have injuries, that's my biggest concern right now. Especially injuries on the offensive line. We're already down Cooper Mays. I don't think we can really exactly. afford to have any more injuries at the offensive line. Good? We're good. All right, question three. Is Deion Sanders legit? Or simply just one go, win. Go ahead, Corbin. I know you want he this. He is legit. And look, I'm not just saying that because that man keeps receipts. Okay? Because look, I'm telling you, the what he has done for college football, you can hate on everything that he does. But you know what he's doing? He's reinventing the game. He's using the transfer portal. He's connecting with these players. You know, something Spurrier did back in the 90s. He's changed the way football was then by throwing the ball around. Something Hopple's doing now. Something Mike Leach did. Football, you have to change with the times, people. I get it. It's not your old traditional crap that you're used to. But, look, he's getting these players bought in. And I can promise you this. Look, I'm not saying I'm a full-time Colorado fan, but I am a believer in Deion Sanders. He's going to get the athletes in there. He's getting them dogs in there. I am not a believer in Deion Sanders in Colorado. You can go to Jackson State or Jacksonville State or wherever he coached before and coach Division one, Division one FCS school. Division two, you know, and you can you can build that program up and be something. But he's now in a big time college football program at Colorado, and it is hard to win. It does not. Just won. They just you know, the you know out. what? 
he's he's he he beat the runner up the the runner up that went the championship last year and then fell from two to seventeen to start the season in the rankings and lost. Ha- you, you know what, Smokey? You know what, Smokey? He's lost, not he's not legit yet. And lost seventy. Not yet. Hold up! I ain't done talking. Ain't nobody legit. Yet. I ain't done you didn't talking. Give your mic away. It's over and I ain't done yeah. talking. He lost TCU lost seventy five percent of their damn team. And they then they fell that far in the rank and start the season. That is not an impressive win for me. They have to come up and they have to play Oregon ranked thirteenth. They got USC. That's going to be a big game right there. Oregon State's going to be a pretty good one for them. They got Utah to end the season. Colorado, yes, it's good. It's good what he's doing at Colorado. He's doing good things. But right now, this year, this year alone, will he at least win nine games? Nine ten games. That's about his. That's his ceiling. That's, uh, he he is not going to go out there and win eleven games. He's not going to win twelve games. He's not going to make no ding championship run. Listen, I said, I said it just a couple weeks ago. He has fifty one players on scholarship right now. Fifty one. What's going to happen? They might be dogs, but fifty one dogs ain't going to last all year. He's going to have some injuries. Deion Sanders. He's not legit yet. I, I give that very clear. Yet he's an it's asshole. one win. He's a, he's an it's asshole. one win. Granted, granted. Hey, I'm talking. It's granted. It's one win against the the team that was in the national championship game last year. But like Corbin said, and I'll give him credit. TCU lost a ton of players off of that roster this year. You know, Colorado came in. They had the chip on their shoulder. They they come out ready to play, ready to fight. But they gave up 42 points against a depleted TCU. Is Colorado even going to play defense whatsoever? They had no defense. Did any, no defense at all. Did either team play defense? Did any of you see the post conference press conference interview after the game with Dion? Yeah, and you know what? Every coach in America wishes they could do that because that's all the media does. They want to tear down your team, and then you, as a coach, every single day you got to deal with the media. So you know what? I respect Dion for going out there and saying, you know what? You didn't believe in us. Well, look at us now. You know what? I wish more coaches would do that. It's holding people accountable, Corbin. Just because someone holds you accountable doesn't mean they're an asshole. That's not going to get any full in college football. I'm just going to let you know that right now. Well, he's, it's getting him far right now. He's too cocky. He's too cocky to be. He's too cocky to be well, in this position. What? Players love cocky. They love confidence. So well, I'm, g- I'm glad they do because they're not going to do a damn thing with it at the end of the day. It's amateur sports, not professional sports, and Dion's going to have to learn that pretty quick. They're getting paid nowadays, so we might as well turn college football. Into Why don't you just go sports? buy a Colorado shirt right now? Put, put it on. Put that Buffalo shirt on. We'll go one out with them. I won't buy you, a Colorado You couldn't run out with them because it trampled your ass. Let us know in the comments who you think is winning the duel. Got two more questions. It's fan voted. Whoever wins gets the belt Spurs got on right now. Georgia and Ohio State both look sloppy Saturday. Which team will decline this year? I just said a minute ago, it's Ohio State. But I do think Georgia's going to decline some as well. Ohio State, they just they just didn't impress at all. I mean, 20, 23 points against Indiana. Not going to cut it. They're going to lose to Penn State. They're going to lose to Michigan. They, they may lose uh, to Notre Dame. Golly, I can't believe I'm saying that right now. Ohio State, they can be down the first week, but they're going to come out and they're going to do Ohio State things as usual and ESPN be up their ass. But at the end of the day, me and Luke, and y'all been on here when we've been talking about it too, uh, Georgia's been in some trouble in the past year, and nobody's really talked about it. And here I said, I said, we would get to start the season, and Georgia would get all this stuff start coming out. And here we have like 10 players that's – they got their 10th player that's been arrested in the past since January come out this week. And here we got a coach going to jail for like a DUI like Sunday. 
Georgia is going to have some problems, and they got some, and they got some major like uh, some of that stuff that they got going on down there. We can't talk about in the podcast because it might get banned. So, you know, I hope it's Georgia because I want to see them fall. I want to see them fall too. from grace. Uh, you know, all the bandwagon fans, all the bandwagon fans. They, they certainly back to Bama. They certainly struggled in the first half against UT Martin. Uh, they did. They struggled bad. So. uh if Georgia Falls, I'll be all for it. They, they couldn't, could, they try, they they couldn't run, run the ball. ball. Martin. That, that, and that's, that's bad when you're the University of Georgia, you can't run the ball. But I'm going to go with, as everyone here, Ohio State. I think Ryan Day, he's going to have some bad days I at Ohio State. Clover went with Georgia. Well, I'm sorry. I can never understand what the hell you're saying. You're always rambling. I never, I can never understand you. But I, but as I'm saying, Ohio State, they're going to have a down year, especially with the rise of Michigan, Penn State, and all the other ten. Teams in the Big Ten, I think uh, Ohio State's going down. How, how many teams is in the Big Ten, uh, Spanky? I don't give a damn. I know they're expanding. How, what, Who the, knows how many at this point? How, how many? They could. It, I know it ain't ten, damn it. How many? I know it ain't ten. It's 14 going to 16. You should know this. Okay, I'm sorry. You're, I don't sit in my parents' basement that, and just look at that. That's why. Nobody can. That's why you're losing this damn door right here. Okay, thank you. Nobody's in the Pac-12. Who cares about the Big Ten? It's about SEC. It's SEC country. Pac-12's down to four, fixing to be down to zero. Well, technically, they, we ain't doing technical right now. They're still in. Yeah, they're still there. Oh, then. Do we have another question, Luke? We got one more. All right, I need this last question. All right, rank the new smoky gray uniforms versus our other alternate uniforms. I'll let Corbin go first. So, uh, we talking about like, what do you mean other alternate uniforms? Our other alternate uniforms. Our like, other alternate uniforms. Oh, like, th- you talking about this year or past year is what I'm saying? All together. Oh. Okay. Under the Heifel regime. I'd have to start the Smoky Grays. This ain't start, bitch. This cut. ain't. Learn your topic. Well, uh, I don't know what else to say. Oh. Other than. <laughs> He's tongue-tied. Well, you know, the truth of the matter is, these new Smoky Grays are pretty hot. I love the ones we wore last year with a mountain design. But the fact of the matter is, Corbin sitting here next to me would only get a seal for half a game because he got up and left. At halftime of the game Saturday night, <laughs> don't know right. where he went. Went to sit in the air conditioner of a pickup truck instead of watching Tennessee play. And I don't want to hear that's right from you, Spanky. You didn't even show up to the game. I didn't go. I have a medical issue in my leg. I did not. And I do, was out wrestling. I did not do that. I actually, uh, went and sat in the handicap section with the. Uh, I shade. bet you feel good, don't you? Well, there was no. Well, no, never mind. I, I ain't was gonna nobody, go there, but <laughs> never mind. Everybody had, well, it was two minutes ago in the ball game, and I was like, well, it's hot. I'm going to the handicap Two minutes, my ass. I was down there at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Where was you at? Oh, I may be in the beginning of the fourth quarter. I don't know. I went out there and sat in the handicap section because it, it was nice and cool, and they was like shade there, and I was like, well, I didn't say it. I stood. You know who made but, national TV? <laughs> Myself and Luke right here. You may have, but I was standing in the uh, shade. probably a good thing for the viewing public on TV. But back to the question at hand, I'm going to have to rank these uniforms. If we're just going off alternates and not counting your oranges and your whites, I'm going to give these a solid three. Uh, right behind the smoky gray, the normal smoky gray, and the black, the and black then this was, one. The black was tremendous, but but these look fire. I hope they, I hope they show up good on TV. If, if they look as good on TV as what they looked in promo pictures, then they're going to be awesome. I, I may have to buy one. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to stick around and stay for the whole game at least. All right. That was the duel. Let us know in the comments who won the duel. We'll take tallies up and we'll vote 
or I'll count them, and then uh, the winner gets the belt. Vote me, the man with the plan that gets harder goals than any of these can. Vote for Corbin, who leaves before the game's over. <laughs> I didn't leave. I w- did not leave. I you went- can either vote for the Corb, the champ, or you could vote for the spank here. Make, look, I'm not asking for your vote. I'm not begging for your vote. Whoever you vote for, guess what? After this podcast is over, I'm going, I'm taking my ass home, and I'm going to bed. I'm going to sleep regardless or not. I'm not going to sit up crying all night long, unlike some people here, to my far right. But just know one thing. As long as the day is long and as long as the night is short, I will be forever your champ, people. That's not what Coke Kazana says. <laughs> All right, we're on a yeah, commercial. Up, Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. All right, and we're back. Let us know in the comments who won. I'm tallying up now. Um, Let's see. Tennessee will obviously win this football game Saturday. It still matters. The execution matters. The rhythm matters. How we play matters. With that being said, what are your keys of the game this Saturday? On offense, uh, and it's one we haven't talked about a lot. Limit our three and outs. Yes, uh, that 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 scares me. Going three and out against Virginia, uh, spread the ball around. No big hits on our quarterbacks. So let our playmakers make plays. Uh, just like Spur said, um, limit the three and outs. Uh, we gotta have consistency. I know um, Saturday we had a great first drive to start the game off. Then we kind of spurred her, all that a little bit in the first and a little bit of the second quarter, then after halftime we picked it up. I I would like to just start fast and just end fast as well and keep it fast, keep the same momentum going on offense. I think it's just going to be a uh, kind of like a scrimmage for us. Like it's just going to be like a pickup game, just run around, get some good passes in, get some good runs in, get a second string in, get them some good good plays, get them some play time. That's going to be our offense. Your offense, uh, just continue to develop chemistry, consistency. Um, let's start fast. Let's convert on third down. If they're, if we have third downs, let's, let's get that rolling. Uh, I just want to see us dominate. Uh, I want to see us starters get off the field. I want to watch the, our young players for two quarters. Um, get Nico has to get reps. Um, stay healthy, too. Mm-hmm. Go back to the Akron game last year where they're trying to hurt. Well, they did hurt Cedric Tillman. They tried to hurt Hendon Hooker. Uh, they were dirty, you know, so so no injuries going into Gainesville on the offensive side of the ball. What about defense? Set the tone early. Don't give them any hope whatsoever. Force a turnover or two. Like Spurs said, um, set the tempo early. Like, put your foot on their throat. Make them like it. Uh, make them regret putting on a pair of shoulder pads and a helmet. Uh, make them regret playing the Tennessee Vols that day. Oh, yeah. It's going to be foot in the gas the whole time. Uh, get the key tackles. Keep the pressure there with the quarterback. And, uh, heck, I think we'll have two interceptions this game. Actually, two or three. 
Yeah, we should have, we should have plenty, in my opinion. Stomp a mud hole in them and walk it dry. Uh, we won't be doing anything special. Just let's just dominate our base defense. Uh, don't don't and yeah, like you just said, don't give too much away. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I mean, I just just own the line of scrimmage, get pressure on the quarterback without blitzing or stunting or twisting or whatever. Uh, let's just continue to build confidence in the secondary. And we've got to get with Keenan Peely out. We've got to get a lot of people reps at linebacker mm-hmm. this week. So. Stay healthy. That's the main thing in this game. Any other side notes? Keys of the I game. Want, I want to see our kickoffs go through the end zone. And yep. if, if we and we may not punt the whole game, but if we do punt, let's make it a good one. Yeah, I want to see good punting for you know, like you said, if we do. Um, but we'll have a couple punts just because of the fact of the matter. We'll be up. You know, we'll be up to that point where, like, ah, uh, we really can't. We might, we might put on second down. We, we, we can't. We, we, we really can't beat them like 80 to nothing. So, so. we might <laughs> get some in with the, maybe the third string or something. But, yeah, I want to see some field goals. haven't got to see any yet. Um, I just want as much experience possible before we go to the swamp. Um, we got a tie right now for the duel uh, at a standstill between Spanky and Spur. Get them votes coming in. That's right, everybody. Spanky's on his phone texting everybody right now. No, I ain't. I ain't Let's hit the comment anybody. box real quick. Remember, Spank didn't even show up for the game. Y'all put them bots in here is what you end up doing. Them bots. Stevie Davis says, hello, guys. What's up, Stevie? Um, Robin Shelton said he's back. Tim Stewart said he won't win seven games. Talking about Dion says he will be humbled. Josh Jackson says he'd take all three of you all to the woodshed. I'm guessing the duel. That's right, Monica Morgan on YouTube. That's right. Robin says Georgia sucks this year. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that yet. But they, they did not look good. Not at all. Uh, let's see, Robin says the Snow White is the best uniform. I think you're talking about Stormtroopers. Mm. I'm guessing <laughs> those look pretty good. Man, worst. Oh, there, there's the. Uh, the five. <laughs> it's pretty pretty bad when the, the winning vote uh, comes from Spanky's dad. So Spur is the winner Go for ahead, the third. Dad. Don't bother me. <laughs> the third week in a row. As long as that man right there don't Take win. Take it to the Newland Stadium this time. You better, thank, you better thank the real Spanky. Thank you, Spanky. And yeah, senior. Well, technically, for being honest, the real Spanky was in the Little Rascals, you know. So. Right. Did you, I watched the Braves game yesterday, and they could not remember to lead guy off the sand lot. It took them like an inning and a half. Oh my god! It was so funny. Our next one killing me, Smalls. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. Then we'll get to our predictions. So basically, just going to read off a headline. They're going to guess if this happened in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, or other. Uh, CND Tire sponsored this segment. Thank you, Zach. CND Tire. Woman arrested for calling 911 to complain about her mugshot gets arrested again. Woman arrested for calling 911 to complain about her mugshot gets arrested Georgia. again. Georgia. Georgia. Uh, going to go with Florida just because it's always Florida, but I will say I had a pretty good mugshot myself. <laughs> yeah, you do, don't you? <laughs> I did have a good one. Just to change it up, we'll go with Alabama. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta. Ding, ding, ding. Tanya Fowler was furious when she saw her picture in a local magazine. 
bad and busted after being hauled in for threatening behavior. Uh, instead of an attractive image of herself, she expected the 45-year-old saw a scuffy, miserable blonde staring back at her on the front page of the news. So after chopping her off some hair, reaching out for the straighteners and applying some makeup, she called 911 to complain. Fowler was arrested for misusing the 911 system and disorderly conduct and got a new mug shot. <laughs> we have one kind of similar to that, but it was something on TikTok. Pastor arrested for watering neighbor's plants. Pastor arrested for watering neighbor's plants. Um, Florida. They've been going through a drought here lately. Uh, other. I actually think Florida as well. It's hot down there. Childersburg, Alabama. Oh well. Yeah. You ever? If you've seen the video on this, it is pretty bad. Uh, the pastor claims he was watering the neighbor's plants who were on vacation. Uh, the pastor became aggravated when police wanted identification. And just said, lock me up if that's what you want to do. They arrested him and took him to jail for watering his neighbor's flowers. And he's what? now suing them. What was the charge? I'm not sure. You have to watch the video. The video is wild. I watched it like three times. Typical Alabama, though. Yeah. Cinnamon roll can exploded in man's butt while shoplifting. <laughs> Cinnamon roll can exploded in man's butt while shoplifting. Florida. Florida. It's got to be Florida. <laughs> uh, this happened in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, uh, they do <laughs> like to party over there. <laughs> Let's see. This dude went shopping at 11 a.m. towards the breakfast food aisle because who doesn't love shopping for breakfast? Uh, both guys had several cans of Pillsbury cinnamon rolls from the aisle and headed towards the bathroom. According to security cameras, Martin and his partner entered the restroom and hung out for like 20 minutes. Uh, he said, or, I went to the bathroom to wash my hands, and I heard a man in one of the, sta <laughs> one of the stalls moaning. <laughs> I had no idea big time, wasn't he? what was happening. I washed my hands, went back to the station and to the daily department. Um, the security then proceeded to ask this dude, I guess, I guess they went and told security, went and asked him about the items they've taken to the restroom, uh, they denied the allegations, uh, was walking away. Security followed him, met up with the other dude, um, and he said, they said he grabbed the guy, and that's when his friend uh, squeezed KY jelly in his face. Oh. Uh, KY got all the eyes on the floor. He attempted to grab Mr. Klein, and that's when they fell to the floor. He fell on top of him, and that's when he heard the loud popping noise. <laughs> Mr. Klein screamed. <laughs> Loudly and fluid started running from his backside on Ooh. the floor. Ooh. Ouch. Uh, it was so disgusting, but at least I caught the suspect, is what the security guard said. Oh. Both men are being held on a $3,000 bond. My God. Extra icing. Sounds like a very sticky situation there. Sticky buns. That's some yeah. good Nevada stuff, though. All right, we'll be right, we'll be right back. Uh, let's hit the comments real fast. You can't read the one I sent you earlier. To me? Yeah. Oh, you can't okay. do that one on Facebook. Oh, no, we'll have to like, pre-record that and put it on YouTube. Hey, my brother's watching. He don't even watch sports, but he's watching us. Come on with it. <laughs> All right. Well, I got some comments, but I can't read the ones that we've got. 
So we'll be right back. We're going to do our predictions for week two games, and we've got a giveaway. So share this out to your friends. Give us some likes. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, the Spank. Like myself, DNM fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire. Heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DNM fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515 or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DNM Fencing. All right, and we're back. Uh, next, we've got our weekly predictions. Week one prediction, Spur. Let's oh, go ahead and let you draw from the cup again. Last week, Spurs' punishment was he has to go park 10 random park cars of just people pulling into Walmart. So he's got to be a, a car parker at Walmart in Florida. I think for the uh, charity donation, every time you lose, it's got to go up money-wise for you. Like maybe five, ten bucks. I'm already paying enough for these tickets. Not everybody All else right. works for the county, brother. Close your eyes, Spur. Let's see what Spur's next next punishment is. I'm going to dig down deep again. Just don't drop any of them. We can't let nobody see what we got. All right. All right. Let's read her out loud there or show it to the camera. Eat a banana and mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Which one said they like that, Corbin? That's me. Mm. Hey, they ain't nothing like a banana mayonnaise sandwich, I'm telling oh you right now. Hellman's mayonnaise, bananas, sandwich. That is what's wrong with you. Dale on Hart Jr. taught me that, and I'm so glad he did. What a man. Next, a, next week on the show, man. I'll have a banana mayonnaise sandwich Spur right here. is not going to donate $25. He's oh. going to eat. I will not be here next. Uh, I'll you, you just wait, Spanky. There's there's a special one in there for you. Yeah. Uh, best late night snack. Spur- mm. That and Wayman noodles. Mm. All right. So Spur will eat a banana and a sandwich on the show. We'll do it on the show next week. Next week. And then in Gainesville, he's got to park 10 random cars at Walmart. <laughs> come, come to think of it. I'll eat a banana mayonnaise sandwich during the tailgate Saturday. So come on by Lot 9 okay, and see us. Okay, we can do that. Just we'll, have to we'll remind plan, me. We'll plan it for one thirty on Saturday in Lot 9. So we're going to do our predictions, and then we're going to do our giveaways. Spur, go ahead and tell them about how we're doing our giveaways. All right, we've already got nearly 65 entries this week, but we have 10 games selected. It's five college and five NFL games, so... You just simply comment on Duvall's Deep Facebook page or my personal Facebook page who you think is going to win. And the tiebreaker this week will be points scored for Tennessee. Not overall in the game, just Tennessee. All right. Spurs' record so far is 12 and 10. Terrible. What's the positive? Corbin's record this week or so far is 14 and 8. Spanky's record is 15 and 7, coming in first Woo, so far. That's right, baby. And the Valdati is 13 and 9 in third place so far. Long season. I guess we should just make these picks pretty quick, correct? Yeah, so we're talking about quick. the games. Let's make them pretty quick. Yeah, we can go pretty quick. I mean, if you got something rel- really relevant to say, game one, Vanderbilt at Wake Forest. Are you rec- are you recording these, Luke? I am. I'm writing them down. There right. we go. I took Wake Forest to beat Vanderbilt. 
Vanderbilt's on top of the SEC for now, but not after this week. They're going to lose to Wake Forest. Well, good thing the Wake Forest is in the ACC. But I'm going to go with the uh, – I'm telling you, Wake Forest got a crazy fan base down there. They were doing some wild shit down there in their stadium. But going with I'm the going Deacons. Wake Forest. Vanderbilt didn't look good against Alabama Agricultural and Mechanical last week. Hey, didn't you pay $6 to get in that game? $6 for 50-yard line tickets. Really, That's man? That's crazy. That's cheaper than a high school football game. Were they hanging from game. the rafters? They they were not they were not hanging from anywhere. Kim, well, I, well, Kimberly wants to know if we're gonna video him parking cars in Florida. Yes, we are gonna do that. <laughs> Kimberly, I will be in my checkered overalls parking, parking, cars, parking cars in Gainesville, in Florida. Florida. It's gonna be awesome. All right, game two. Oh, sorry, my pick is Wake Forest as well. Game two, Nebraska at Colorado. Uh, I'm gonna pick them Buffaloes. I'm gonna pick Colorado. They coming. Colorado went 1-11 last year. The one win was against Nebraska. They go 2-0 this year. They beat Nebraska. Poor Nebraska. I feel for their fan base, but I'm going Colorado. Just go buy a shirt. Just go buy a shirt. You're the one stuck up the ass over here. I was just making a prediction. I'm going to go Colorado as well. Um, Game three, Texas and Alabama. I think this one is going to be a barn burner, but – Orange down, baby. You going Bama? Bama. If it was in Texas, I would say Texas, but it's at Alabama. I'm saying Alabama. Good game last year. Texas couldn't get it done in Texas. This year it's in Tuscaloosa. Alabama looked pretty good week one. I will say that. Uh, Alabama. I'm going to go different. You like Texas. I'm good with it. I'm going to roll with Texas. I think Texas gets it done. Oh, my Lord. I hope they get it done. Texas are upon you. Mm. I'm going horns up. Are they doing that same? Remember remember last year when they played each other, the referees was giving out penalties for if the Alabama players done the hounds horns down. If that's what Texas is expecting coming in the SEC, they got another thing coming. They also didn't call safety in that game. It cost Texas the game, but. Alabama don't have Young, and I think that's going to be true. the difference maker right here. Game four, Stanford, USC. Uh, I'd love to see Stanford win, but I don't think they have enough to beat USC yet. Take USC. I'm going with USC. I'm big on USC this year. I've said it here before. Caleb Williams, Heisman winning quarterback. USC is going to be very solid. Easy win. Easy win. Not big on USC, but they're going to get it done. Uh, they're going to get up getting beat. They don't have no defense. Game five, Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa, they're still struggling to score touchdowns, uh, just like they were last year. What was it, Spur? They went on like a seven-game streak where they didn't score a touchdown. Uh, but I'm going with Iowa State. Uh, it's it's actually a pretty big rivalry up there with Iowa and Iowa State. It, it's at Iowa State. However, Iowa did score touchdowns last week, so I'm they taking did. Iowa. They did, okay. Yeah, Iowa Big Ten team. Yeah, Iowa. I've got Iowa as well. Game six, NFL, Titans at Saints. This, this is a pretty good matchup for week It's a great matchup. The Saints a lot have, of question marks. A lot of question marks. Saints have Derek Carr's quarterback now. Uh, the Titans haven't shown anything in the preseason whatsoever. Uh, I took the Saints at home. I got the Saints. I got the Saints. Titans lost 
well, they didn't lose much from last year. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, it was a pretty terrible team. But uh, Titans are just as bad this year as like I, I say this, Titans, I hate to say it, but they're a four to six win team this year. Saints. I'm going Titans. I got the Titans at, at, at nine and eight or, or eight and eight, somewhere in that range. I got the Titans beating the Saints. The, the thing with Titans is, is uh, they're going to have to get an offensive line and get some receivers. And they may have it now, and we don't even know yet. They got, but they got a good receiver. They just got to get the blocking. They uh, Last year, the biggest thing with Titans was by the time the quarterback hocked the ball, he's getting sacked. It wasn't, the ball wasn't even in his hands. Tannehill was getting killed every time. That's why he got hurt. And uh, they're going to have to improve in that offensive line. Game seven, 49ers at Steelers. Listen, everybody's high on the 49ers right now. Purdy. They're pretty. But I like the Steelers at home in week one. You know, um, Steelers, they got still too many question marks. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Steelers is the way building team. I love the Steelers. Second favorite team in the NFL. And I've got plenty of merchandise for the Steelers to prove that. Uh, we're building team. 49ers win. Steelers uh, – they're improving. I just think this is just not their year. And people say they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't believe it. So, 49ers? Yeah. Game eight, Cowboys at Giants. Did you take the 49ers, Luke? Oh, I did. I got 49ers as well. I will never pick for the Cowboys, so give me them Giants. I'm putting the Cowboys on here every week now. Take the Cowboys. This is a tough matchup. These teams always play each other very tough. Uh, Danny Dimes, baby. Giants have improved. They improved a lot last year, and I, if they can improve like they did last year, I think the Giants can get it. it I think it, I'm going to pick the Giants in an upset just to start Dak Prescott out with 0-1. Them Cowboys fans would be absolutely tore all up, and I'd love to see it. So you're going Giants? Yeah. And are you a Cowboys fan, Spanky? No. I literally said I'm not going to pick them. Oh. I was about to say. You're a Broncos fan, ain't you? Yeah, let's ride, baby. Oh, my God. Broncos. I'm going to go Giants as well. Uh, just a gut feeling. I actually left that blank right there. Who's a Broncos starting quarterback? Russell Wilson. Trash. They probably won't be for long. Watch out for Jared Stenham. Who? Jared Stenham. Who? Uh, whatever. We'll talk about the Broncos in a minute. Yep. Dolphins, Chargers, game nine. Chargers. Like Justin Herbert in the Chargers. Too many questions at quarterback for the Dolphins right now. Yeah, a lot of questions. Miami, uh, Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. He reminds me so much of Philip Rivers because he's always going to get it done. He's going to get done the regular season and make that postseason and lose. And that's all Philip Rivers ever done. That's all Justin Herbert's ever going to do with him. <laughs> so you got the Chargers? You got Dolphins? Chargers. Okay. He's too busy making a point. Who'd you have? Who'd you have? Chargers. Okay. Okay. Chargers. Thank you, Spur. Game 10, Raiders at Broncos. Let's ride. Who are you riding with? The Broncos. <laughs> Who else I got to say? Uh, Las Vegas lost a lot. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback versus Russell Wilson, who was awful last year. But I will take – this was the toughest game I thought on, on the NFL list. I took the Broncos at home. Las Vegas, Garoppolo – Garoppolo, however you say it, uh, 
49ers really gave up on him really quick, but he's actually a solid quarterback. I think he's going to do – he'll have a medium season, standard season, but he's going to beat them Broncos' ass. NFL teams just don't let players walk. There's a reason they let them walk. Going Broncos. All right. Let's ride, Spank. Let's ride, baby. Hey, I do appreciate what Sean Payton said the other day to Russell Wilson. Uh, will you quit effing kissing babies? You are not running for office. Telling Russell Wilson basically stay out of the headlines. Russell Wilson is done after he left Seattle, and that's how it goes. Dalton says Danny Dimes is one and six versus his Cowboys. Well, they Cowboys. About, they about to have two wins over them. My Jamie, Giants pick is for Daniel Shar, Coach Dan Winkle. That's my Giants. Jamie pick. says Nebraska is getting the win Saturday. That fan base has suffered enough. I'd love to see it. <laughs> All right. So the tiebreaker is the total number of points scored in the Tennessee Austin P game. That's it's, right. Now the tiebreaker for the contest will be just Tennessee points. Just ten- but for our contest oh, here, just Tennessee points. No, no, the, ours will be for the total full game. But, oh, okay. But for the contest, it'll just be okay. Tennessee points. Uh, I'm gonna go with the contest seventy three points, uh, with my final score being sixty three to ten. I took sixty four points, and my prediction is sixty one to three. You said say that one more time. Sixty four. Yep, sixty one to three is my prediction. Uh, sixty five to seven. So that'll come up to be about seventy two. Seventy two. <laughs> Do we have to pick a score or just points? You just pick points. I got 65. Now, what's your point? Just so we know, what's your prediction? Oh, I, just wrote, I just wrote the total. Well, what's your he prediction just wrote the number down. Um, I don't know, man. Let's go, uh, let's go 59-6. All right. Hey, we got a comment from Facebook. Ike Avery. Avery, however you say it. Uh, Jalen Hyatt. Yep, Jalen Hyatt. I'm excited to see him. See what see what he'll do. That's right, Jalen Hyatt with the Giants. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you all for listening to us. Whether it's live or after we publish this live, it will be on uh, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all that good stuff. We love to hear from you. Uh, growing pretty fast on all our accounts, except for probably uh, Instagram. I don't really post too much on there. Uh, but we will try to go live maybe at the game Saturday morning or something if if we can. Get everything set up, and I don't know, we'll see what happens. But uh, episode 17 in the books, and we'll see you all next week, or we'll see you Saturday. Go Vols! Go Vols! Vols.